Holman, you ready? Yep. All right, this is it. This is where we actually launch into the show, we into mean, episode wait, hold, 153. No, hold on. I'm still wiping tears from my eyes from the last <laughs> thing. Stuff uh, that we, nobody heard. No, we, we had to, So we started just after Holman had a bodily function that we're just going <laughs> to pass right by. I didn't put it in the show. But it, <laughs> it was bad. Let's put it this way. Whatever happened in his body, I smelled. And it was just bad but it, it wasn't it wasn't the bottom kind so it wasn't that no bad. no it, it came out of your your mouth it just was whatever you ate this morning <laughs> Baby. is what i i smelled and tasted this is get we're getting off to a bad start i don't want to well, this is a horrible way to start the show why are we starting the show like this i i don't know I can just, a man burp i would prefer you step outside and do but it i can't i'm tied to these headphones you can take the damn headphones off. We're not, in the middle of the show. Super glued. I can't We've just leave. Just started the show. It's not okay for me to get up and leave at this point. I'm committed to the podcast audience. All right, episode 153. It is the Truck Show podcast. On this show, Brent Hagen from Nissan talking about the brand new 2021 Armada. By the way, that is the uh, highest towing in the full size SUV class, 8,500 pounds. Stop. Timeout. I'm doing the timeout thing. All right. With my hands, yep. making a T. 400 horsepower. I know. Stop. V8. Don't. Tech. Updated interior. Just wait until we have him on. But we have to thank Nissan, and I want to thank them for giving us uh, updated Armada with really awesome stuff. You mean the one outside? Yeah, the wireless CarPlay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wireless charging. Have you tried the wireless CarPlay? Yes. Everyone's talking about wireless CarPlay, awesome. but I don't know anyone who's actually, other than you, mm-hmm. tried it. Yeah, it's, it's great. I uh, I feel like we should go out to dinner after this and go enjoy some of that. Where oh we can't because of COVID. <laughs> no. Oh this sucks. Nope. So we can just cruise no, around we, and do no, laps. No, 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 we can eat out inside the Armada. Oh, I'm in. Let's do that. Yeah, but you have to be in the third seat, so we're appropriately distanced. Are we doing uh, Del Taco or are we gonna do In and Out? We're gonna do whatever's open. We're also uh, going to check in with Rick Wright. Now, why Rick Wright? Who is he and what is he talking about? He owns Wright Designs. He is a fabricator, but more than that, he's a phenomenal welder. And we're going to answer an email that we got a couple of shows ago saying, hey, I'm a, I want to be a, I want to learn how to weld. What equipment do I buy? And Rick will attempt to answer that question. Because he's an actual welder who actually knows things about welding that we don't, so we uh Roll deep into our Rolodex and have brought you guys the guy that knows. And we're going to read your hate mail and check in to the five-star hotline. Oh, is that because uh, this one I'm holding right here from Ozzy says, uh, lightning hate mail in the subject line. Yeah, that might have something to do okay. with it. Yes. All right. I have that one primed and ready to go. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but first, we have to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor for- uh, The company that makes that beautiful Armada out there with the 20-inch wheels. You know, we wheels. don't really talk about the Armada and the SUVs. I don't know if people recognize that- you know, we talk about the mid-sized well, frontier. I mean, they're not, the, they're not trucks. I mean, we should. It is we a truck. Be, it's a full body on frame. It's a real, that, that's totally I, a truck. But I think most people would consider that an SUV, right? Right. But I mean, Nissan has a great full-size SUV we never talk about. So figured this would be a great episode since uh, they dropped one off in my driveway today. How does it drive? Uh, you know how you always describe the deck drawers as uh, buttery smooth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buttery smooth. Oh, really? Yeah. No, does I'm, it, I'm Does impressed. it feel like a truck or does it feel like a, a plush SUV? No, it's very, very plush. Okay. Yeah. Very quiet. Really powerful. The uh, redesigned center stack and the big old 12.3-inch screen. Oh, they put mm. a giant screen in there, too? Yeah, except it's uh, landscape mode. Oh, okay. So it's wide. It's uh, it's landscape mode, so it has like extra space next to the CarPlay. 
uh, for, you know, if you're listening to satellite radio or one of your radio presets or something like that. So you can still look at your navigation and also look at what the car's doing. So, so I feel like cool. we're spoiling some of the Brent Hagen stuff for later on. All right. Well, if you are in the market for a full-size SUV, like the Armada that we have uh, parked outside the studio mm-hmm. or the uh, 2021 Nissan Titan or Titan XT with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Or the Frontier with the 3.8-liter V6 and nine-speed transmission. Ooh, the one with the 310 horsepower? That's, I think that's what I'm talking about. And, of course, the uh, NV line of commercial vans. Head on down to your local Nissan dealer or build and price at NissanUSA.com. And for all your storage needs, if you've got that stuff rolling around in the back of your bed, you need a decked system. D-E-C-K-E-D, decked.com is where you check out their twin sliding drawers, buttery smooth, and you can put 2,000 pounds on top of the deck system. So no matter what you're hauling, it goes on top. And so you still have your bed and you have lockable, weatherproof storage inside. It's Rad. I think that's the quote. It's rad. And of course, don't forget, uh, they make a line of really cool toolboxes, either the cross box or the D box, which fit inside those drawers. And of course, if you don't have a pickup truck or van that could use a deck system, how about the D bag, which is like a uh, deck system for your back. And last but not least, our friends over at Duralast Parts, who have a great line of direct OE replacement rotors, either the uh, basic direct replacement or the Duralast Gold Rotors, which have a design that mirror the OE rotors and have a Z-clad zinc coating that provide rust protection and long life and eliminates pre-installation cleaning. It'll even withstand salt spray for up to 120 hours without rust. And they've got the highest carbon formulation in the aftermarket for superior heat dissipation and improved lifespan of rotors and pads. And don't forget those new updates, non-directional finish and 100% machine balanced rotors. Check them out at DuralastParts.com. But what if I wanted to see and touch them in person? Then you'll head down to your local AutoZone. Thanks for the tip, friend. The Truck Show. We're going to show you we're gonna answer what the truck Cause truck rides with The truck show We have the lifted We have the lowered And everything in between We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The truck show The truck show The truck show oh, oh. It's the truck show With your hosts Lightning and Holman. You think they could hear how off key we were oh, singing yeah. over that? Yeah. Every show. Pretty obvious, huh? Especially me. <laughs> we're both, neither of us can sing. We have no business. I don't know if you could see us. It would be. Uh, neither of us can I'm, talk either. I'm have glad, you heard the show? Yeah, this is, it's been rough. All right, my good friend, Mr. Holman, time to talk welding. Ooh, I think we I like to oh, weld. Uh, yeah. I, I make uh, boogers. <laughs> like what? big old booger welds. Oh, not the kind in your nose. On no the, yeah, penetration, just like all slaggy and mm-hmm. gross and mm-hmm. giant. And then you weld them. And a lot of grinding. So it's, it's funny. I have a friend who welds and he's like, yep, that's the sign of a crappy welder. Just grind everything. Yeah. You know, you don't want your welds to show. And I'm like, I don't even grind. I don't even care. I just, I spray the black spray paint over all the that, top. All, all that the, slag. All the, we had a, uh, an Overland Adventure. We had a trailer that broke within like the first three miles of the trail. And it was all like a eighth inch angle iron. Mm-hmm. This was, was the whole trailer, and I'm like, because the guy had come in at night at late because he had a blown out a ring and uh, ring and pinion on his Grand Cherokee that was towing it, so nobody ever saw it in daylight, and so we didn't have a chance to tech it, and you know, a couple miles on the trail, the trailer broke, and so we had to get out a portable welder on the trail and have one of the guys who knew what he was doing because I don't go and weld it, and this is what's funny about welding, you can either save something. Or you can totally F it up more. And so this guy had a shackle hanger that ripped off the trailer. I use frame loosely. 
right? Sure. So his only job is to recenter the axle so that we can get a guy to weld it so that 40 vehicles can get back on their way. Like 72 people, right? And instead, he gets it all. He's like, I'm ready to go. We get the guy welded. He has the axle off center. So now, oh, no. as the axle wheels and tires are articulating, <laughs> it's getting into the fender. Uh, and I'm like, well, we're not cutting and re-welding it on the trail. So here's a crowbar. You're going to bend your fender out of the way, and that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I want to talk to somebody who knows how to weld things yes. correctly, and uh, you say you have a friend. So I've known Rick Wright since high school, and uh, we uh, I, I kind of um, lost connection with him for a couple of years and then rekindled our relationship uh, back when I built the Rock Crusher. Okay. If you'll recall, Holman, uh, my Rock Crusher, it was a uh, 2008 Chevy Silverado on a 12-inch lift with the craziest-looking boxed aluminum roof rack. It was beautiful. And all that work was done by my buddy Rick. And I knew that he could weld, and I knew that he had done really high-end handrails for, you know, Did you know he could drop homes? Did you know and, he could drop dimes? Uh, I did know that he could drop dimes, all but right. I really didn't know the extent. He also owned a huge water jet table and all the tools that a that a fabricator would have. So what you're saying is he might know something of the subject we are inquiring about. He knows much more. Yes. All right. Well, then than, uh, than you and I. I. That's for damn sure. All right. Well, then let's give him a call. Hello, it's Rick. Mister Rick Wright, it's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's How you happening? Doing? What's cracking? We are well. We want to talk welding, but we have a quick intro. Don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a, a story. story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? So, Rick, it's time for you to share some stories with us about welding. Now, here's how this started. Um, we got an email. Are you working right now, Rick? Are you at the shop? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. What are you What are you making? Uh, some really technical parts for Loyola Marymount in Beverly Hills. Oh, the school. Yeah. Okay. That seems important. Yeah. So Rick, would you rate this job more important or less important than lightning's rack on his dually? <laughs> well, considering I didn't make any money on that, I would say this is far more important, huh. even if I yeah. made a dollar. You know, what's funny about that is, uh, you may not have made money on it, but he sure did. No, I didn't. You sold the truck, didn't you? I, I broke even at best. I, I don't even. I don't even know that I broke even. But it got a lot I, of press. I did that because it's very rare when you get a wide open uh, blank sheet to just build anything. Lightning came and said, "I got to put something on this, and it's got to be big. It's got to be crazy." And I said, "Hmm." All right. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I'll give you that. I think it's fair. And I want to know if that job led specifically to your Loyola Marymount job you're doing now, though. Well, I don't think there's any Absol connective tissue there. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Now. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so how I know Rick is that in high school, Rick was the guy that was working Giving on- Giving you wedgies. No, no, no. no. Uh, swirlies in the toilet. No, none of those things. Uh, none of those things. He, he was, was the guy yeah. that sharpened pencils and would throw it at your neck from behind. <laughs> no, no? Okay. We weren't in the, he was a little younger than I was, but somehow- we had mutual friends and he was always building like the Carmen Gias and Volkswagens and okay. stuff and I think we had mutual friends that paired us together because he was into car audio and loud stereos and so was I mm -hmm. I think there was some some connection there and then we just kind of became fast friends and then um, 
I don't know. He he was a fan of all things mechanical, and he was the guy that would drop the engine out of the back of his Volkswagen, put it on his chest, and then shimmy out from under the tr- uh, under the car. Oh, that's like my like, uncle. Yes. My yeah, uncle would yeah. uh, take yeah. out my mom's uh, Volkswagen engine on the weekend and rebuild it for fun, and then put it back in. Yeah, and, and so what I liked about Rick is that he was the guy that would take an engine that wasn't made to have horsepower. <laughs> it was like yeah. a sewing machine, right? And he was like, "Nope, I'm going to make this car do wheelies." And so he was just—he would take something that wasn't designed to do something. And so make what it you're do saying is, cool. he learned how to break things, but then learned how to fix them. Oh yes. God, breaking things! Yeah, I had a—I a, uh, was blowing headers apart. I had a turbo setup on that thing and a nitrous and the whole nine, and we'd heat that sucker up and blow it apart, pull it out. It was good times. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good times. And yeah, I remember—I uh, remember Rick doing doing wheelies in some of his Volkswagens <laughs> out of the school parking lot. Uh, I'm not saying that he did, but maybe, maybe he did. Yeah. All right, so Rick, how long have you been officially uh, a professional welder and or fabricator? Oh, God. Am I yet? I don't know. I um, think so. I think I started in 92. Okay, so... 92. 28 years now? Yeah. Jeez. Almost three decades. And so Rick, Rick owns Wright Designs, LLC, at uh, at Wright Designs, LLC, W-R-I-G-H-T. Ooh, both the business and that Instagram handle. That's correct. Oh, yes, that's, that's both. That's convenient. Uh, very convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Convenient. So here's the thing. You've got guys who do welding, just repair stuff, and just get it done. Rick can do that, but I think Rick's specialty, if you've ever been in an airport... And you're strolling down the terminal, and there's the long stainless steel uh, handrail that seems to go for a thousand yards. Yeah. And there's not a single weld visible anywhere. You're like, yeah. they didn't just make this one piece of metal. Someone had to put it together in pieces and then make the welds disappear. That's Rick. Or He's- even better is is in uh, Colorado, that big airport in Colorado. If you look at the structure that holds the whole building together. I mean, you see these just these giant plates and these giant columns. It's like inch and a half thick, and they're completely perfectly finished. These plates weigh hundreds of pounds each, and they're completely perfectly finished, and they're all bolted together, and they look bitching. It's just like, Whoa, wow, this is amazing. That sort of stuff really, really gets my uh, – that really captures my interest. So, Rick, you've done all sorts of welding, and mm-hmm. I guess we should start here. This is the reason why I called you. We had an, uh, an emailer. I think you have the email over there. Uh, Holman. So we had an emailer a couple of shows ago where he said, look, he asked us about a bunch of questions, and one of them was about welding. He's like, look, I, I want to learn to weld. I want to weld in my you know, in my garage. What should I be looking at here? And let's let's ask the question. Let's read the email, and then we'll ask Rick for his answer. All right. Well, we had, uh, we had Tyler had written us an email, and he said, do you guys have any welder recommendations for a 110, 220-volt MIG-TIG welder? I'm moving to a house with a real garage suit, and we'll be in the market for a welder. Uh, might also make a good topic for an industry guest. So, Tyler, here you go. Not only uh, do we have Rick on as our industry guest, but Brandon, Brandon Naves, wrote back. And so, Rick, we thought we'd read this email and then get your take on it. Uh, one of our listeners answered the question. So, he says, uh, what's up, light, bright, and donut hole man? I mean, I guess he knows this pretty well. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, Brandon from Camarillo here. Been a while since I wrote in, but the welder question in this week's episode piqued my interest. The listener with the really, 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 really long email about the all-important F-150 research uh-huh. ended his email with a request for uh, a recommendation for a welder for his new garage. And if I remember correctly, he wanted a multi-process machine that could do everything. He says there are a uh, number of good options. Oh, wait, wait, did you, wait. Did I heard you, it. Did you do that? I heard uh, it, but... Uh, 
It says, uh, there's a number of good options on the market. Which one is best for you, as usual, depends on your needs and your budget, as well as how much amperage your garage can provide. With welding machines, you really get what you pay for. The top echelon is held by Miller and Lincoln, while the standard saying in the industry when deciding between the two is pick which color you like better. I've always preferred the Millers. Both companies will provide a top quality machine with great features and support, but you'll pay top dollar for it. My recommendation here would be the multi- Miller Multimatic 220. This will run off 110 to 240 and has DC and AC TIG as well as MIG and stick and pretty comprehensive package. Also on the list is the ESOP Rebel line of welders. Good versatility Ooh. and a good quality machine with a nice touchscreen display for mounting your welding parameters. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Mounted parameters! <laughs> says if you're not interested in buying a legacy machine made to last for decades and are working on a much smaller budget, the Everlast machines are the go-to. Again, not the best of the best, but the price reflects it. They have great warranties, pretty good track record. Everlast has a ton of different machines with lots of options. You'll have to look through the website, find one for you. I would not spend the money on anything cheaper, too much of a gamble on low-quality import stuff. For a little background, I have been a welder and fabricator for over 20 years. Had my own business building off-road trucks, rock crawlers, and King of the Hammers racers. After that, I worked at SpaceX, welding on rockets and spaceships. Now I'm building structural steel for LA Department of Water and Power. You can see some of my work at at weld underscore fiend, F-I-E-N-D. Always a five-star review. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. And keep lowering the suckage, which is not possible, no. as you well know. So that's from our friend Brandon. Uh, so, Rick, any, uh, anything to add to Brandon's note there? You know, I, I, I think he and I get along just great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like when our, our guests come together like well, that. Well, so I talked to Rick uh, uh, in advance, and I said, hey, you know, this, this, this question's going to come up. And what are you going to recommend to the hobbyist welder? Uh, hobbyist welder, that's so hard because – uh, like Brandon said, there's so many choices, so many options. You got all kinds of China imports. You got cheap machines. You got, I personally, I, they're getting a lot better, but I don't like the multi-use machines. I just, I like to have individual standalone machines and that's just the way I do it. I mean, I guess for a hobbyist in your garage, that's fine. But for me, time is money. So I don't have multi-use machines. They just, it's it's like a fishing rod. You can't do it all with one fishing rod, you know? They just can't do it. Hobbyist machines are—they're nice. That that Miller that he mentioned, I really like that a lot. That's a really really neat little machine. But you know, it's it's on the bottom end of being able to do what I do daily. Which is fair. I think I think you know <laughs> if you again it goes back to your your use case and so your use case personally running a business is obviously going to be a lot higher than the guy who's you know. Uh, welding things together in his garage for a couple hours a night while uh, his family sleeps or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think the average guy who's welding is just doing brackets and angle iron and things like that, right? Or, or is he getting yeah. into more serious TIG welding? And also, when or do he's I... like me in auto shop welding brake rotors to the side of old Pontiac Bonneville doors, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be praising that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a welder. It shows. I mean, I can. I can booger weld. Okay, I can. I can get okay penetration and put some snot against two things, but it's ugly. Uh, yeah, Sorry. that's the proverbial uh, welding a razor blade to a boat anchor. You know. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because my uh, my uncle. Uh, was a welding instructor for like 30 years. What happened? How did I just, not get to you? No, I just, he, I, I, it's hard to get out to him in the shop and all that stuff. So I just never did it. The offer was always there. And I've got, you know, some spare, you know, tips and tanks so, and hoses where I could do something right now in my garage, but it's, uh, it would be bad. What What is the difference, Rick, just to go baseline it here, what's the difference of a, a Harbor Freight 110 welder, right? 
an mm. in, the absolute most entry level to a high end, you know, a, a Miller Dynasty three fifty or something like what? Oh. What? what are, I understand that it's a it's they're light years different, but why and how? The well, the by the little, way, the, the the Miller two twenty that he's talking about goes for about three grand. Uh, I was yeah. gonna look and see what the Harbor Freight goes for just for just, <laughs> just for giggles. For I think they're like two hundred seven hundred bucks. Oh, is oh they're that, that much? much, really? Seven or eight? Yeah, seven or eight hundred bucks. There's a whole group of two hundred amp ACDC TIG welders that are between six and nine hundred bucks. They're all about the same. You got the Everlast. You got the ATP. You got a. Would you go a- for the a- Chicago or- Electric Flux 125 for 129.99? See, that's what I you thought. Know, again, 129 bucks. <laughs> you know, I always wanted to put together like a uh, an ultimate challenge. A well done. You know, a, not not really that where it's like you got a thousand bucks and you got to go to this city and you got no tools and you got to go to find whatever you, it is you need to build this thing and find this. Sh- excuse me, the crappiest <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? Like the Harbor Freight Challenge. No, I would not buy ever buy the. <laughs> How about the uh, Chicago Electric 240 volt inverter plasma cutter with digital display for 650? If it says that name on it, just forget it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they have they, they carry on. They know your game, Rick. They know your game. So yeah, they also yeah. have the Vulcan line here, and you could get the uh, Omni Pro 220 industrial multi-process welder with 12240 for 879.99. I actually know a guy who has one of those in his shop. He might have two now, and uh, <laughs> he's making cryogenic parts with it. And it's actually – they're surprisingly good, those little machines. They're wow. disposable. So you got to imagine that you know three or four years, it's toast. It's done. Yeah, but you can get the, uh, you can get the warranty. And, and on the yeah, website, yeah, it does you... say compare to Lincoln Electric K3963-1 uh, yeah. at 1499 Yeah. I, I feel like we need to uh, hit Rick with a barrage of questions here. Right. about How about uh, the difference between MIG and TIG? Oh my God! Well, one is, do you want to make money? You don't make any money MIG welding. Well, well, two, why? Wait, well, hold on, stop. Why? I don't understand. I mean, is welding is welding. You're attaching metal to metal. True, true. You know, it's just a whole different skill level. It's a whole different look. It's a whole different final. It's a whole different process. And there are billions of people out there MIG welding stuff together, but not as many people TIG welding things together. It's it's uh, it's a little different. Is it because the finish, because of, you know, we've all seen guys, um, you, Ryan KB, and well, all the guys the are- TIG only hashtag, for right, example. Right, TIG only hashtag, where- There just, you go. Just dropping dimes, right? And so, yeah, yeah it's, it. it's beautiful, but I've seen guys attempt and get close to that with MIG welding. No? Yes, true. True, you can. You know, if, if you do enough MIG welding- then you're going to get to that point where you can do it. You just dial in the machine, you spend enough time on anything and you'll figure it out. But like I said, you got to separate whether you're doing it to make a living, to make money or doing it for hobby. There's a difference. And time is the difference. You know, time and quality, I guess. But 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 TIG welding is slower, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Which one gets you say, the ladies? Say, for ex- say, <laughs> well, neither. You know, if, you're, if you're doing, for example, finished aluminum frames for an exhibit, you're just going to haul ass on the thing. You got fixtures, you got jigs. Exhibit's got to be done uh, very, very quickly. Very, very short time frame, and it's got to be very precise, and it's got to be beautiful. You usually have one day to powder coat everything, so you don't have any time to clean up. You don't have any time to do anything, so you just got to lay down jewelry, and you got to do it fast, and you can do that with the TIG. It takes longer to actually TIG weld, but it's easier to put down clean welds 
than put down dirty welds and grind them. And it takes more talent to put down those beautiful welds. And uh, then you start getting into the machines that you do it with, like a Miller Dynasty 400, that's the new one. You can get the parameters in that thing dialed in so tight by changing the frequency, changing the percentage of electrode negative, you know, the whole thing. It's just, there's a lot to it. But you can get to the point where you are just moving and burning through parts and getting them done. No cleanup. Send in a powder coat. Ship it. It's beautiful. Okay. That brought a tear to my eye, to be honest with you. <laughs> where is MIG then more useful? Just whipping frames together where no one's going to see it? Yes. And not always. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a time and a place to see a beautiful weld, like on a forklift or all, a lot of that sub arc. But, you know, you got big, big, big robotic flux core welds all over the things. And those are cool to see, you know, like you see um, on the mass of a forklift, you see a, a, a bracket where the hydraulics are mounted. And those things are all robotically welded now. Just beautiful. Looks like someone ran a, a bead of caulking around it. So here's a question. Is yeah. is it possible to have a pretty weld that sucks? Because I think a lot of people oh, yes. will pick up a part and they'll go, "Wow, look at the welds." But it's you could not you could have a pretty weld and not have any penetration, right? Oh, absolutely. A lot of that happens with MIG welding. You get what's called a thermal adhesion where the weld hasn't the arc hasn't melted into the base metal. You've just melted the wire that's coming out of the the gun and it's kind of kind of looks good, but if you were to stress test it or cut it open, you'd find it that it's there's no adhesion there, or no fusion, I should say. It's just a thermal adhesion. So how can you tell if a part is going to be strong or not if you're going off of, uh, you know, if somebody hands you a welded part and it looks nice, how do you know if it's going to do the job that's required? Is there any way to look at it and know, or are you at the Without having a laboratory, that? right. If it's a critical part, then you're going to have a shop that has parameters in place you know they'll have procedures in place and you'll know you know i mean the material's got to be clean to a certain extent and the machine has to be set up in a certain way you got to run test parts you got to if there's liability involved then you got to have all those things in place if it's just some guy in his garage welding stuff together you you got to trust the guy or be able to somehow check it or test it or i guess that's why uh real parts cost more it, when you're doing work for like a SpaceX or something like that, I don't know that you've done any work for SpaceX, but when you're when you're doing high tech stuff like that, uh, who's checking your work afterwards? Are, are they running it through an X-ray? Yes. Oh yeah. Multiple levels of testing. I have done stuff like that. You can't ever even talk about it. That sort of work is crazy. It's uh, uh, they have all these 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 rules in place where drawings are locked in in rooms and you know there's just security for the drawings and then. The, the tracing of all the filler rod and everything else is just insane, and you have to sign it out, and there's a like heat numbers for everything. It's unbelievable. Then uh, Is that kind of work fun to do, or is it a pain in the ass? Or do they call you and say, you're not building this at your shop. You come here for the day. Yes, that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. You, don't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't hustle um, aerospace, or especially defense parts or aviation parts. So much liability there. Like one of these things, I, I can't say what it's for or who it's for or what it was, but it's a little tiny one cubic inch aluminum float. It's like if you could take a take a big wire, you know, like a spool of wire, and then uh, you know how you you could set it on its side, it'd be a table. There'd be a big hole through the middle. Sure. So this is one cubic inch, this thing, and then that went into a a cylinder. So you had to weld this thing shut. It was a float. So you had to weld it shut. And you can only do that – there's lots – well, I guess there's only a couple ways you can actually weld it. 
But the only way that really worked was to weld it all up with the one little tiny pinhole left and then submerge the whole thing into ice water. Crazy. So there's just a little tip of this thing sticking out of the ice water. And then you you have to set the Miller Dynasty up just right. You have to set perfect parameters for it. And it's just you got one shot. It's just boop. You got literally like one little tiny arc start and little tiny piece of 035 wire. You have these big old magnifying glasses that, you know, it's just, it's, that, that is stressful. That yeah, is I'm stressful. guessing that is not an inexpensive part for whatever it's going on. And it's probably very, needed. very, very, very important part. Yeah. And uh, you don't want that thing to have any leaks in it. And you don't want it to fill up with, with whatever liquid that it was floating in. You don't want it to fill up with that liquid. Yeah, it's just bad. But those things are so critical. It's unbelievable. So when we're talking about automotive, we're talking about you know guys with trucks, structural podcast, mm-hmm. and and yep. they want a an all around welder that they can take to their buddy's house and help them with projects, or they're doing stuff in their garage, and maybe they don't have two twenty, they don't have, especially don't have three phase, right? No, um, no. What are you recommending for that guy? Two twenty. I mean, you could do it with one ten, but why? Houses have 220. You just got to actually spend the money on a cable. The electrician comes out and wires it up. Uh, you just pull the panel apart. Just hot wire it right in there. <laughs> 220. <laughs> 220. 221, whatever it takes. Okay. What's better for welding? A Miller Dynasty or two batteries next to each other? Because <laughs> you've done two batteries on the trail before. Well, I know that. Do a few of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, it depends on where you're at. It depends on... <laughs> Depends on your pucker factor yes. at that point. Sometimes it depends on whatever you have. <laughs> That's where skill comes in. Yeah. That's where skill skill comes in. Because you can do it. You can do that. You just got to really think it through, and you get one shot usually. Rick, what's the most exotic part that you've built? So you, you that you do, can talk about. Well, you do a ton of hand railing, staircases. You've done all kinds of wild stuff from museums. Okay, I don't uh-huh. I don't necessarily care about the most exotic part. I want to yeah. know the most exotic material he's had to weld. Okay. Oh boy, um, it was a. You know, it's it was for a while it was the big deal. Like Jesse James is making guns out of this this material that you hammer like you take a piece of cable and you fold it over then you hammer it and then you fold it over again you oh, hammer it starts it, with fold a it over D. again uh, that's like a, Damascus D- Damascus yeah yeah titanium Damascus Tight, so, so and that's the is, if you look at the Damascus knife blades and stuff you can see all mm-hmm. the wavy lines in them and it's a yes. very cool look to it yeah very expensive and then Pastelloy um, you know a lot of exotic it's pretty nondescript stuff it looks like a cone or whatever you're putting little little bits here and there on them. It just doesn't look like much, but it's very precise and it's very, very, very expensive. Now, do you have to weld something like that in a jig, or can you freehand yes. some of that? Some of you can freehand, but it they inspect it. I mean, they put it onto a piece of granite and then measure it. It's got to be within their tolerance, which is usually, you know, honestly, that stuff is it's really, really tiring. It's just so a lot, a lot much mental. bureaucracy. Well, it's, what, what yeah. happens when you are welding? Is there a guy in a dark suit with dark glasses just over your shoulder? Yes. They're not sunglasses like the like the Secret Service. They're actually <laughs> welding goggles. That way he can watch everything you do. No, have you really had a guy watching over you as you're welding something? Absolutely. Oh, you yeah. have? I thought you were just joking about that. Like, there's no, actually the a time. dude. Really? Every single weld, every single everything. Before it's welded, 
They inspect every single step, every single phase, everything. Check all the parameters. They check all the heat numbers, everything. Then why don't they just yeah. weld it them themselves? Because they can't. They can't do it. Because they need Rick, duh. I know, apparently. Uh, they need some dummy that's been doing this for 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> with his Vulcan welder, right? Oh, my. You could do it with a Vulcan welder. That's the interesting part. That's the interesting part about this, okay? You get to the point where the end game is getting a project done. And sometimes the means by which can vary. So specifically, I had a Dynasty 350 and just welded away and it just literally made a popping noise. Just went pop. And that was it. It, was, it you know, wouldn't turn back on. Well, that sounds anticlimactic. Yeah, I was. I was very, very, very upset about it. it you know, 12, 13 grand. <laughs> so... It was out of warranty, and I called a friend who could fix it, and he did, kind of, but it lost all the memory parameters. And on a dynasty, the memory parameters are, I mean, you could have 10 different parameters for aluminum, easy, you know? Or uh, if you're putting stuff into a rotary welder, you could be pulsing thin wall, you know, 321 stainless parts, and that's a different parameter. You know, it just it saves a lot of time having these parameters preset. And as I said, time's money. Is there like any sort of a memory card or something that you can well, offload that, and store no, to? No, it just all went no, away. No, it just uh, poof, gone. Wow. And so and so every time I turned it on, it had no memory. All the memory was gone in this thing. It's like but that's it. like me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every day you wake up, it's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Huh. So <laughs> I I got really upset with this machine, and I said, you know what? I'm going to sell it right now. It works fine. Whatever. And I sold it, and I got out of it. And then I was out of spite. I decided, okay, here's my challenge. I'm going to find the cheapest thing I could find on Craigslist right now. And I'm going to go buy it. And I'm going to charge the same money. I'm going to make the same money with the cheapest thing on Craigslist right now. And I went and bought this crazy Hobart CyberTig thing from, <laughs> uh, from the mid-80s. 1985, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, I mean, it's like 700 pounds. Unbelievable. It's got all these levers and knobs and lights on This is on the it. one that you see in the, in, the, uh, in the back of a flatbed truck where the guy takes it no, out tray to the- bed. Right. Yeah. Takes it out to the job yeah. site, right? Mm-hmm. Well- It runs off diesel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not, not one of those, but it's a, it's a, anyone out there that's listening, it's a Hobart Cyberwave 300S. And it's one of the only, only AC output machines that use three-phase input. That's transformer based, not like today's inverters, because you can use three phase. You can use anything on these today's welders. That's a whole nother conversation. I mean, how we used to do it back in the day was unbelievable. Uh, like by to, the way, to, one uh, available on eBay right now for fifteen hundred bucks in stock. Really, I got to sell this thing then. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got to go. It says uh, this one here. There's another one on eBay for five hundred. Says the average selling price of the Hobart Cyberwave three hundred S. Is about a thousand dollars and a thousand and forty-one dollars. So you buy this machine, Rick, and then mm-hmm. and then tell me about the job and the customer's appreciation or lack thereof. Oh, they never know the difference. That's the whole key. If they know, if they never know the difference, then you've done it right. And it's not about the machinery at that point. And that's what people need to understand. You you don't you know there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. I hate using that analogy, but there are, and I don't know where that even comes from. Because who skins, yeah, who skins cats anyway? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you don't have to have a Dynasty 400 or a 350. That's, that's convenient because I don't. Yeah, they're very expensive. But I'll tell you, you got to have one if you want to make money. Oh. If you're a hobbyist in your garage, you know, just skip the 110 unless you're, you know, unless you're putting welding a bung onto a, a header or something, you know, very thin DC stuff. 
you're not going to be welding quarter inch aluminum with a, a 200 amp Vulcan, at least not very long. You're not going to be welding. You're, you're not a pro with an air cooled torch. You know, you're not a pro welder. I just get out of here, you know, get you out of here. Weld, bro? These, yeah, you exactly. Weld, bro? It's like, <laughs> right. You so, see these Insta- Instagram warriors doing the one or two inch. I would uh, consider us a podcast hobbyist ourselves. That's how we podcast make our money. Hobbyists, yeah, right? yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what it sounds to me is like, uh, I think, Rick, it's like my buddy James who uh, borrowed, he worked for Eibach at the time, and he got this, mm. he borrowed this little Lotus Elise, and it had, it was, oh, a, it was an open wheel car. It had like, yeah. I don't know, 180 horsepower, nothing. It was just. Yeah, but they it, handled like a, oh, an my amazing God. So, so that's great car. Yeah. yeah. But it's it was relatively, I think, underpowered. And we I had the opportunity to go and meet him at Willow Springs. And he was teaching an SCCA course or something, whatever. And there's all these wealthy guys out there with uh, Porsches and all these really high-dollar, high-power cars. And mm-hmm. I went in – I was in the passenger seat, and these guys would pull away in the straight, and he'd just reel them in time yep. and time yep. again. And his skill level – would he we end up winning all these races because these guys even though they have the horsepower he had the skill inconsistency so, yeah, yeah it was more about the uh the 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 artistry and not the the brush that the painter was using to to paint yep yep there's truth to that and i don't know if you guys follow the formula one but did you see that race last weekend no oh my god the lead driver for mercedes was not driving and a bottom rank driver got into his car and dominated most of the race it's unbelievable dominated i mean just like wow he was the head the head of everything all weekend second on pole the dude's never even it's just unbelievable i got into a big fight with my son about it he's like oh you're just you know blah 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 i'm like no no you watch he will dominate in that car you watch and he did you watch so, Sean Holman is starting a welding business today, and he's going to take out all of you veterans. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Different, different than that? That's definitely not going to oh, happen. <laughs> challenge accepted. Well, I'm not sure that we have, have uh, given our audience uh, good information. Good information. Because, I feel like we have. Well, I, we told them that if you're good at welding, you can use a crappy old Hobart, right? But yes. Really, I think we. What's the first okay, step? Okay, starter welder, starter welder. Like, what? What? If a guy wants to dip his toe in and see what he's going to do, me, if he likes if you're, it or not. No, Rick, if you're me and you have a house okay. with a single car garage, this is what we need and, to do. 220. Rick, where's your shop at? Commerce. You and I need to take a little trip to Commerce. Okay. And then you and I, who both admittedly suck at welding, are going to take a 30 minute welding course from Rick, and then we're going to have a weld off between you and me. Okay. Oh my God, that would be. I think that'd be awesome. Sure, oh we'll do podcast God. stuff from there. You sign a waiver on the way in, right? <laughs> totally. No, no, no. no. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll completely uh, waive all of our rights to any injury. But I think that with your tutelage, that Lightning and I should have a weld off where you're both the judge and the teacher, and you maybe give us like four things to weld, like whatever, just little like corner brackets, maybe something weird and like ang- a circular angle or whatever, different metal. And then you give us a crash course, and whoever picks it up and welds the parts the best uh, is now works for you. What do you mean? I tell you, <laughs> no, it's I get the, a judge, right? I get a judge. You, yeah, you, you get the oh judge. I get the judge. Oh, I, I wow. think. And then how about this? How no, about this? The loser no, no, buys lunch. No, no. Okay, well that's fine too. Loser buys lunch, and the winner gets. Rick will then take those four pieces of whatever that we welded together poorly, mm-hmm. and we'll make a trophy out of it. And one of us takes home that to f- Ooh, forever. That's cool, right? And then that way you can see how you welded and how bad I welded, and and there's still a trophy. 
That I'm into. Would you, do, would you do that for us, Rick? Would that, can we of make course, that happen? Yeah. You bet. Dude, we should do that. I'm, I'm all about it. I, I'm in. That sounds fun. I could do a version of the same parts first so you guys know how to do it. Yes. And then and then you guys can do it. Yeah, make and, it like and battle. three and then, things that are welding two pieces together. And then the finale is like a, a three-sided or three-piece widget that we have to weld together. And then... That, that's how we do it. Now, don't get into the, uh, one of those situations where we have to, like, rotate the part because it's warping under, under the heat. And no, that's part like, of it. No. no, no, no. Dealer's choice. He can give us whatever he wants. It just has to be the, the same between us. I think there's two or three rounds and then a finale. I like it. Okay. We, we're do doing, we do we're doing mul- that. Are we doing, are we doing multiple mater- materials? Or, yeah, or for sure. Doing? Yeah, I think, I think there needs to be, oh, like, uh, like uh, steel. Uh, aluminum, like copper, or and something? then and then like dealer's choice, like whatever, or or dissimilar metals. Maybe he messes oh, with us and it's steel and aluminum. Oh, he's gonna be like brass and nickel. Oh, something weird. <laughs> You're not gonna weld steel and aluminum together. I know that's ever. why it's funny. <laughs> ever <laughs> in my shop, ever. <laughs> they they actually do. They actually do, and they it's called explosion welding, and they use that on boats where the bottom, usually on big boats, the hull will be steel. On big big boats, and then the the house. Yeah, the superstructure is, is aluminum. Is is aluminum, and so you have steel and aluminum that are bonded together through explosion welding, which is exactly what that sounds like. I mean, that sounds more fun than what we were talking about a minute ago. It sounds yeah, like what ha- are- it sounds like what happens after you eat a Del Taco explosion welding. <laughs> oh, or Jack in the Box. Oh my God, <laughs> that's, that's different. That's not actually welding. Oh, it's not that's just the explosion. True. I thought well, that's what I mean. That's true. You know, your underwear easy, and your easy, skin. easy, easy. Oh my God, easy. Uh, All right, we're setting this up. Lightning is going to call you back, and we're going to figure out how to make this happen because I think that this could be awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, noobs burn themselves. <laughs> <laughs> smells like uh, smells like carnitas, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go find some welding friends for some uh, some advice here in the coming weeks. Oh, so you're going to bone up on and it. And I'm going to get a complete welding outfit. <laughs> An outfit? Yeah, right, yeah. Matching, uh, matching gloves. I've never touched anything until they're still white. Right. And then a uh, smock. And then, uh, like a, one of those really cool um, welding helmets that has the uh, the, tra- the oh, like the transitions see. lens, and then it'll be painted like a, a hockey goalie. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna oh, show we up. could we could go on and on and on about all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, welding hoods, digital hoods. I mean, all these things. All these kids today wear all these digital hoods. And, oh yeah. God, I'm old school. I love it. Well, basically, we're coming in and we're going to be closing our eyes and going by feel. So, so wait, are you talking about Rick? Like when you see all this stuff, is it like the the, the super good skater at the skate park, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got and the, his skate highs have holes in them, and he, he doesn't care. Oh yeah, and then the new kid comes in. He's got the brand new Tony Hawk skateboard or whatever. He's got brand new Bones wheels and Swiss bearings and the whole thing. And, oh yeah. and he, he and he falls down the first. You know. Oh yeah, he just sucks. He, he just sucks. His whole his whole his whole. Like he walks in and everybody's like, "Oh wow, dude, this guy must be legit." Same thing with skiing. Same thing with snowboarding. And this guy's like, "Oh, dude, check out his gear. Oh, this guy must shred." Wow, sucks. Huh? That's the opposite of offering. Yeah. You show up with something nice and everybody hates you. They're like, "This guy must suck. He just spent all his money." Well, on no, that's nice what stuff. he's. That's what he's saying. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, uh, you know, the kid, the guy's just got money and he's. You know, yeah. And then Tony Hawk shows up and he, you know. What is, how old is Tony Hawk now? 50? Like 50. Yeah. Then Tony takes away his board and breaks it over his knee and hands him the two pieces. Don't ever skate again. <laughs> Don't ever wear my, my label ever again. Uh, I've met Tony, though, and he's, he wouldn't do that. He's no. a cool guy. But. Have you seen Tony Hawk's Instagram where he finds people who are wearing Tony Hawk stuff 
or texting Tony Hawk or whatever, and he's behind them in the background. Like, dude, dude it's hilarious. Like, he does this thing where people, like somebody's reading a magazine about Tony Hawk, and they're sitting in front of him, and he like took a picture of them reading, and he's like, "I'm right here." Like, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. So if you follow Tony Hawk, it's pretty funny. All right, do we have any more welding questions for Rick? I feel like no, uh, because we're gonna do we're gonna do step two, and that's gonna be us asking questions and being there and weld off. Now, Rick, so on your Instagram, Rick, you yeah. show a lot of final product where mm-hmm. and, and you show it from a distance like look at this railing look at this stair step look at this intricate piece of uh art that you built whereas other guys like our friend ryan kibbe will show like a super super close-up piece of his like just the weld itself and then he puts a little emoji of the surfer right going mm-hmm. down the center of the weld um yeah. I, it's it's interesting how there's two different styles. On Are Instagram. you saying Kibby's uh, emoji game is better than I am saying <laughs> that Rick's, Rick's ass well, is being kicked by the emoji game? Yeah, but like, so Rick is like, he, if you're looking for these, here's the problem: is that when Rick puts up the the photos on his Instagram, you you don't know what went into building that hand railing. It's gorgeous, and you go, wow, that must have been expensive. He's old school. He doesn't He's care. old school. Yeah, he doesn't. He's care. making money. Like he doesn't care how many followers he has. I mean, he, yeah, I'm sure the, he does a little bit, but I'm dealing with with architects and project managers, and they don't care about emojis, and they don't care about Instagram, and they don't care about how many followers you have. They don't care. They want their project done. They want it perfect, and they want it on time, and they want it on budget, and that's it. They don't care about any of this other stuff, and that's what kills me about this. These Instagram stars, you know, they're just like they're they're working on somebody else's dime. They don't ever have to buy wire. They don't have to buy argon. They don't have to pay insurance. They don't have uh, rent, you know, they don't have anything. They don't have to buy new $10,000 welders. They don't have to buy tungsten. They don't have to, you know, when guys dragging a welder around by the torch, they don't have to replace that torch. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then they have all this time to become Instagram stars. And it's like, I can respect their, their skill, but there's no way I could ever carve out the time in my life to be one of those Instagram stars and do what I do. There's no way you do one or the other. I would love to see them run a business and do that because you can't. Yeah, they're usually just employed. Yeah, they have they have jobs. Like remember A Bomb? You guys know A Bomb on on um, YouTube? No. A Bomb seventy nine. Okay, he's a machinist. He's from Florida. He's awesome. That dude. I mean, you want to know anything about machining? And you want to see like up close, gnarly, like right there, like you're right at the bit while it's chewing on the big piece of uh, chromoly in in the lathe. That's the spot. But it's weird because he got so big, he ended up quitting his job and building a shop at his house. And now it's just like an infomercial. Like everybody's sending him all this because he gets all this exposure. It's just like, wow, I'd love to be that guy. 112,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's a big deal. And and so he's being so Haas or whoever sending him machines to oh, test yeah. and evaluate. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, because he's right. I mean, it's, it's it's cheaper for them to, to give it to him. They send it to him. They say, here you go. Check it out. Do some videos. And, of course, if it's a good product, he's going to love it, and he's going to use it, and he's going to promote it. And everyone in the world, like there's this KMT horizontal mill, and everybody was, like, pushing him out on the street, scrapping them. It's like these things suck. They take too long. And, and A-Bomb bought one, went through it. Started using it, and he's like, oh, yeah, check this thing out. All of a sudden, you couldn't buy one. Like, the price is skyrocketed, skyrocketed. You can't get them. They're just gone. Everybody that sees one, they want it. It's amazing. It's like these, they're scrapping them. 
And all of a sudden, because of the videos this guy was putting up, watching him use this big KMT horizontal mill. Uh, I mean, I can relate to that. Uh, Lightning, yeah, guys, yeah. we saved podcasting. <laughs> oh, did yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody, they were, it wasn't going to last. They were yeah. all getting out of it. Yeah, and, Joe Rogan yeah, 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 was yeah, failing. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we started the yeah. show, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody and their mom wants to truck podcast yeah. now. So. No, but I do remember that, uh, Rick, you'll recall that uh, Jesse James was using some old school machinery back in the day on Monster oh, yeah. Garage and like Bridgeport machines, things like that. And then it became vogue again to use those machines. Oh, yeah. Well, Bridgeport's have never gone anywhere. Maybe there's another I, brand. I don't know. But th- th- no, I, that, that's, that's the one. That's it. That's like. You gotta have. You're the baller. You you got you you've hit the. You're sitting on the peak of the mountain, looking down on everyone. You you won't know how you made it. You won't know how you even got up in the morning and went to work without one of those. You've got to have it. <laughs> you literally have to have it. And now, so Rick, you also have a water jet, so you're kind of unique. Where a lot of guys yes. will uh, have to send all their stuff out to uh, out to the shop to be laser cut water jet, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got a huge water jet, and that was really fascinating. I shot back way back in the day. Um, I don't even know if that Instagram is still handy. Uh, it's still live, but when you were doing all the stuff on my truck uh, yeah. and that roof rack and the bumper, so so the roof rack was amazing that Rick built, but really what was incredible is welding up the bumper. So I had stainless steel. Was that 316? What, what did we make that out of? Do you recall? I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't so matter. So it's stainless steel front and rear bumpers, raw, no coating, no, these were not clear powder coated. These were raw. You could chop vegetables and eat them off the bumpers. Absolutely. How many times did you do that? I actually did it once or twice. I think I did you like a green off your bumper, a green peppers, he, just to show he, somebody that I could. Huh. That was where I saw him build something. I with him. I was. I would be holding the jig or helping him. Of course, I had no skills, and I would be Which there. Which is with why you're him. holding the jig. Yeah, exactly. But watching him do that work it with so little grinding, it was just beautiful. I don't. Is that's that the I point that your self esteem dropped. <laughs> no, was it, was that, okay. That. I feel like that might have been the uh, the the death knell there for yourself. No, I have like thirty or forty points in my life okay. of self esteem. But this is apart. definitely one of those points. You look back and you know that you have. You'll never have the skills that no, you know. No, I said like this has. is somebody with a skill, right? Right. And that's all he right. needs. Like, hey, that's I mean, it. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, man, I don't have any of those. <laughs> so that was fascinating. And, and watching him build those because there were so many. Do you think it'll be more or less fascinating for people to watch him watching us try and build something? Oh, God, that'd be, that's going to be good. I I'm can't telling wait. you, this is this is the best idea we've ever had. Why? Really best? It's close. <laughs> okay. Weld off. Weld off. Weld off. It's going to be amazing. This is the truck show weld off. The weld off. Truck show weld off. I feel like we um, n- need to make something for our listeners that we give them. So we can't even give them T-shirts. Let's not overpromise. <laughs> well, we, if we are the kings of under delivery, let's just focus on meeting up with Rick and City that's, of Commerce. That's and weld. what the trophy says. The kings of under delivery. <laughs> that's right. And it'll it'll be like really big booger welds where you can see through them and splatter everywhere. Slag stuck to the underside. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be great. You're going to uh, leave with uh, flash burns and hurt feelings. Oh, you know, it's going to be uh, where, you know, <laughs> I've been in, in shops where my buddies are welding, uh, you know, brackets and stuff to, you know, Jeep. Yeah. And you know, I'm shooting yeah. for a magazine story and, you know, he's welding around. Really good welder. And, of course, you know, you're in a shop, you know, not, don't look at the uh, you know, at the blue, yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you cover your eyes or you close your eyes and you look away or you're looking through the lens of a camera. You know, I'm trying to be careful. I don't have welding goggles on. I'm trying to capture what's going on. And I'm, again, like looking through the viewfinder or the digital screen to shoot the photos for the magazine, closing my I had freaking welding sunburns on my eyes, and I didn't even know that was possible. 
I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, eight hours of welding. I had no idea that's possible. That's a lot of welding. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you're not used to it, like you could be not looking at it, but if the light is still touching your like if, if that blue light is getting on your skin yeah. or your eyes, it sucks. You you will be burned. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. So it's it's not pleasant. It's it's not. It hurts, but it's you know made the story, and I lived on to tell the tale. So uh, you know. Is things, that why you're still pink today? Things you do, yeah, things you do as a journalist, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick. All right, so uh, we don't know what kind of welder anyone should buy if they're just getting. We, into are, it. we, yes, we? we talked. We, we he said that was good. Brandon and him, they they bonded. Okay, We're but good. I was looking for like a model number. He doesn't have one. We talked about it. The Miller yeah, 220. That's a great machine. See, and right. it's made in Appleton, Wisconsin. It's American made. That's Even better. Okay. So right. Lightning like- once again wasn't listening to his own show. No, but keep going. All right, what else? What else? Let's do the recap. You're, I'm <laughs> yeah, I waited. You were in the middle of it, and we're gonna have a weld off. That's <laughs> it. I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the worst segment we've ever uh, had. I that's gonna have... lead into the best idea we've ever had. <laughs> I think I have COVID. What Hold are on a you choking on I don't over know. there? Hang tight, Sam. Drink, drink my. He's monster. got a 27 ounce monster. If it's if it's five, I mean, the thing, this can is like eight stories tall. Can you imagine what my insides look like? I mean, they're like my Dr. Pepper insides. I like the I like the uh, the bangs, the bang energy. Oh, so somebody no. on this trip I was on just had a bang no, energy, no, no. and it was cotton candy. Uh, they're all cotton candy. And, Every flavor uh, is cotton. candy. And Gonderman went to drink one of them, and he goes, "This is going to be awful." And I go, <laughs> "You done over no, there?" <laughs> cotton candy, yeah, it's actually like cotton candy. It's like, oh my god, this. Yeah, he looks at me because this, this is really weird, and I I couldn't do it. I just found yeah. it interesting. You know what? I uh, you know what? Maybe it's what it's their self-respecting that me dude off. is drinking uh, cotton, cotton candy? candy. Here's what I. That's so, the best. No, because there's one that's called Rainbow Unicorn. Yeah, it's we had that best. in the cooler too. Somebody threw that in there. But the Rainbow Unicorn also tastes like cotton candy. I've tried them. Do they all taste like cotton candy? Yes. They just have different yes. packaging. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah I'm out. T- and here's, I think I, I was upset because Listen, nobody went to that Coke Multimatic machine where you can make any flavor and chose. Uh, oh, I want my, I want a cotton candy Coke. Nobody, nobody ever. But it's cotton candy with zero carbs, zero sugar. It's unbelievable. How do they do that? Well, it's because so, it's killing you slowly. It, yeah, it'll yeah, kill you. It, Monster yeah, it is, it and is. Red Bull, and they they all have them. But they went yeah. after, and they all they did to launch that damn company is they hired all the Instagram models. Right. Every mm. blonde haired mm. chick mm. was an who was an Instagram model was also a bang representative, whatever they called it. And they're all in there and part of the. And I don't know uh, what they paid them, but they have hundreds. There's of a them. there's a great uh, podcast uh, that Wondery does called uh, Business Wars, mm-hmm. and there's the uh, Red Bull versus Monster. And the story of how that came to be and talks about the energy drink, uh, how it exploded and who the players were. If you're f- curious about that stuff, that's a great podcast. And that is fascinating. But and I don't know cover, why we're talking about Do they cover Rockstar or? All of that. All of that. They got the whole too. thing, all the players. It's, it's, a, it's I think, eight 30-minute or 45-minute episodes. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So if you want to know about energy drinks, head over there. So they put in, uh, they actually uh, do <laughs> want to know work. about trucks, just stay with us. We'll be there. We'll, we'll circle back at some point. Yeah. Here's a question for you guys. Uh-oh. Chevy or Ford? Nissan? Mm. Nissan. Mm-hmm. Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we're, uh, we're sponsored by Nissan uh, there, uh, Rick. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. It, it would depend. If those were our only two choices right now? Chevy. Mm. Chevy. Chevy. There's things I like mm. about both of them. No, mm. Chevy. The, the Raptor's the only thing you like about Ford. 
That's not true. Mm, really? Super Duty's a good truck. I love the Super Duty, but I think uh, I like. I okay. I how about this? Oh, but the Ford Seven Three Gasser. Ooh, mm, yeah, that's a, mm. that thing's awesome. Okay, all right. Seven Three Gasser. That See, thing's I, a beast. Yeah, I was just uh, those Ecotex, man. You can put a tune on those things. Are you talking about the EcoBoost? Yeah, the there's three e- five. Yeah, EcoBoost. Yeah, yeah EcoTech's okay, little two liter GM uh, four cylinder, and you can put a tune on those too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people right. done stuff with EcoTech. Yeah, there's things I like and things I don't like. What are you driving right now, Rick? Audi S5. No, I know that, but <laughs> what happened to your truck? What's you the work a, truck? You have a work truck? Uh, oh, yeah, I have a, a Cummins Dodge Ram. Well, 2500. I mean, why would you ask about Ford and Chevy then? I'm just asking because it's just like Lincoln or Miller. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Same exact right. thing. Fair enough. Okay. All right, Rick. So, uh, Right Designs LLC, if you want to see some uh, pretty fabricated products, and um, we're going to. Wait, wait, wait. Gate- like kind of fabricated or pretty as in looks nice? <laughs> oh, I just, no, I mean actual attractive to look okay, at. Okay, I wasn't sure. Eyeballs. Sort of fabricated sure. products that over to at Right oh. Designs LLC. The man is an artist. What they are is they're they're samples for architects to see. You know, how would you finish this, or how would you do this, or how you know this this is what we got. You know, in this area and. So you're not going to find any I, I emojis. I just want to know if he's going to be a good teacher and teach us two knuckleheads, you know, in a short amount of time, you know, how to weld something. He's got patience. I've got. I've taught a lot of people how to weld. I've taught a lot of people how to be successful welding. Have any of them become your nemesis? Yes. Oh. Well, well yeah, actually, yeah. Well, in certain ways. I mean, everybody learns their own art, their uh, own craft. Ha- have any of them come back to haunt you where you go, I sure wish I wouldn't have mentored that because guy. Because they've bid against you and won a contract because they under- No, no, I'm not saying why. Lowballed him. Just, just, it's like Seinfeld where he's like, Newman? Like, is there's that? Do you have a Newman in your life? Oh, I've had many. I've had many, yeah. <laughs> but that was when I, I worked in that same industry. Those knuckleheads don't have the the uh, the heart to, to change industries. So they kind of ruined the, the whole- financial aspect by getting cheap and so i said okay well i'm just gonna go to a different industry yeah you know it's, nobody ever wins from the uh, race to the bottom no 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 nope. one last question before we let you go yeah. how much better is a current welder versus something that's 20 years ago or is there something from 20 years ago or or longer that is the coveted welder that you wouldn't trade for anything new Ooh, depends on what kind of welding you're doing I mean, a, a sinker wave 350 is hard to beat for a lot of things. I mean, it's really, it's just like kind of the backbone. It's kind of the way things are measured. It's, it's, it's like, it's the cornerstone it's of the baseline. Of that. Yeah. It's, it's just the one it's always been the one and it's just awesome. Okay. Sorry, but that's a transformer based machine and you're limited on what you can do with it. And as soon as you weld with the dynasty 400 or 350, it's over. It's just over. It, it's, Completely different world, completely different tunability. You're going to weld 30% faster. You're going to use 30% less energy. Uh, it's just amazing. And it's, the uh, welding love affair uh, begins right there. And and so if I'm looking at the, again, the Lincoln, the Miller, the ESOB, why am I making a choice? Uh, don't again, forget Harbor Freight. Or Harbor Freight or, or the other brands. But I think those are the big three, right? Um what are I, what am I considering when I'm looking at buying one of those? The blue, you know, the yellow, the red, or the blue? Are parts available? How quickly can you get parts oh. if it breaks? Because they do break. The blue ones are made here. Everything's here. It's all in Wisconsin. They might import the parts, but the parts are all here. The red ones are made all over the world. Italy, Mexico. I know people that have fans that go out in a simple 
big machine and they waited like six months for a fan. I don't know. There's some supply chain issues there. And then the ESOB, they're awesome machines. And I wish that they didn't have such a poor reputation for customer service. That's why a lot of welding shops and repair shops, they won't use them. They won't stock them because when it breaks, they can't get parts. They can't, they can't get serviceability. They, it's just ESOB. That's their biggest hurdle is getting past that. Their machines are awesome. And I'd love to have one that little, I think they make a 220 ACDC. It's just a bitching little machine. Jesse James loves them. You know, Jesse James speaks up for them all the time. They're awesome machines. But they have damaged their reputation with their poor customer service. And that is a big issue. Yeah, that's big not issue. something that's not something that uh, we would have thought about. You know, you just think yeah. of the machine as if it's going to last forever. But just like a car, no. just like a truck, they'll, exactly. they'll break. Something will break. Okay. And the new inverter-based machines, they're all – it's like a – imagine having a laptop that you plugged into 220 – and you, you had, you know, 200 amps of AC current coming out of it on a laptop. You know, imagine welding through a laptop. It's just unbelievable. And these things, if you open one up, they're just circuit boards and CPUs and all kinds of stuff inside. They're, they're technical. And, you know, something breaks inside. It's not like a rectifier or a diode in an old school machine. I, you don't even know what you're, you're looking for. So these things are disposable now. And back to the very beginning of the conversation, if you're a newbie and you're just wanting to figure out, go get a cheapie, you know, go get a cheapie and plug it into 220, but you're not a pro. <laughs> uh, wiser words never spoken uh, than from our friend Rick Wright from uh, Wright Designs LLC. You can check him out at Wright Designs LLC on Instagram or WrightMetalWorks.net if you want to check out the uh, the business page. And I'm serious, Rick. I'm going to get lightning to get in touch with you. We're doing the weld off. I think it'll be awesome. I think it'll be a lot of Let fun. Let me know. I can't All right. wait. All right. You're the man. All right, Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. All right. Bye. See ya. Holman, you know I'm going to win. Uh, you know that I dialed Rick Wright, and I now have his phone number. So hey, I'm going to do some shady business and have him teach me on the side. <laughs> that, that would suck. Don't even uh, do that. wouldn't suck. That would be awesome for me. No, you, I don't want you getting ahead of me. I mean, you're going to do th- throw down some booger welds, and I'm going to like tig throw, up some- Also throw down some booger uh, welds? No, I'm going to tig up some uh, beautiful caterpillars. Some, uh, I'm going to drop some dimes, as they say. Lay some dimes? Drop dimes. That's what I'm doing. Well, you know what I'm going to do? No. Read some email. You email, yeah, I email, do it, we email, that's right, everybody email, type it up, you email, proofread, I email, send it, we email, click it, everybody email. Alright, who we go, we goes first, you or me, you gonna read or am I gonna read? Hold on, dancing. You're not dancing, you're head bobbing and then, <laughs> okay, I've done it in a while. No, Holman's head is bobbing. Here's his the knees, thing. His knees are bouncing, Here's but his thing. belly sits no, still. It doesn't even no, move. No, 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 <laughs> you, You're saying that you're the guy who posted a picture of you on a pogo stick. I sure did. And some of those comments were, you and Holman should do the entire show on pogo sticks. That would be... Horrible. You wouldn't be able to hear us. We'd be we're so out of breath. <laughs> can you pogo stick? I can do about, I would say, 10 in a row. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I can... I think I can go as long as I uh, have breath. Like I, I can mm. go. My top is over an hour. I, I poke. There's not not recently. I, not recently. You pogo sticked for an hour. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Did you say you pogo sticked for an hour? Yeah, I did. I'm a moto stick. 
This is a moto stick. Yeah, it's got uh, motocross handlebars and it's adjustable spring rate. Yep. I used to have a uh, uh, a hydro. It wasn't hydraulic. It was pneumatic. I had a pneumatic pogo stick. I forgot the name of it. Pneumatic but it had a carbon stick. fiber tube, and you filled it up with compressed air. Sure, you did. And sounds um, like cheating to me. Uh, yeah, it was because you could get way too high. Right. I mean, I, I mean, the highest I got well, was that's what I'm saying. Eight like, foot, nine foot off the ground on a non cheater stick. On a non cheater stick. How on, long? On a non cheater. Yeah, yeah, on a non cheater stick. I, I, I did an hour. I'm going to. We need to. I will record you. I didn't say I could do it now. This is years ago. I mean, now I can do maybe ten minutes. Huh? I could easily go ten minutes while welding. <laughs> yes. All right. Get to some emails. All right. Love the show is the uh, subject line from Jason Gaynor. Uh, he says, uh, "What do I do about this giant def tank? I want to get amp steps, but will it make it look worse? Any help is appreciated. My wife has the steps on her 2017 Yukon." But I want the pros' opinion. Thanks, guys, and five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Well, we don't have professional opinions, but we do have opinions, <laughs> and I have seen the steps on many uh, a truck with a def tank. And I will say that you well, should get the steps. He's because speaking specifically of the GMs with that ugly passenger tank hanging down. And on that passenger side def tank, the way that those particular amp steps are made for that yes. truck, they cover that damn tank up. So I highly recommend yeah, getting ugly. the amp steps in your case. Some people put a red skid plate over them and show more of the tank. <laughs> it's like, really? Why would you make the tank louder? I, I would not. But I, I would get those. I recommend the steps. But I would recommend amp stamps for anything. He also did a follow-up email in response to his own email here. Now, he says, was it a rebuttal to himself? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, a couple other questions. He okay. says, uh, I love the Camberg episode. I'm now obsessed with that. My GMC level truck rides like crap over speed bumps and in many other situations. The explanation from Jerry was very informative and educational. I appreciated that the Truck Show podcast brings the industry to us. Us redneck East Coasters don't have the desert to compare to. I don't wheel fast or hard on the Outer Banks due to the sensitive environment. And overall, common sense and respect. I will say, though, while driving the speed limit of 25 on the beach, it is easy to get snipered by a dip, hole, or random buried log. I do wheel fast in other places when I take the Jeep out, but it is mild. By the way, truly enjoyed Bert's episode this past week, and thank you for getting him on. Love the SR71. Keep it up. Mounted parameters. Says, I'm also going to use my wife's phone to rate five stars. When you read the email last week, I made her listen to it, and she knows I am obsessed. So, Jason, congratulations! You have earned five stars. You, you have earned five stars as a listener. Truck question mark from Wayne Pratt. Going to try to make this short. I drive a car carrier, and I drive a VW Golf or er, whatever. I'm a VW guy. Always have and always will be. I've been keeping this under wraps for a while now. I've been listening since day one. Wow, thank I've you. emailed before and you guys read it on air and sent me a t-shirt a couple of weeks later. That had to be a long wow, time Wow, he is an original listener. Yeah, oh, gee, straight. This is awesome. Well, a couple of weeks ago after that, I received another one in the mail, this time with a letter. Wait, what? Did you send out thank you letters at some point? So I feel privileged that I have two t-shirts and One have, should be in a shadow box. And most have none. La- laugh out loud. So anyway, I love the show and I can't wait to listen to it on Mondays. Here's a pic of my rig hauling those titans you always talk about. Uh, P.S. If my grammar is bad or things are spelled wrong, I didn't proofread it. And sure enough, dude, that is a rig with a bunch of brand new Nissan Titans on the back. Oh, yeah. It's a semi-car hauler. And let's see. It looks like a uh, oh few Titans, Frontier. I don't know if that's a uh, Maxima. Yeah, he definitely is uh, hauling things. Um, 
I'm wondering if we should do uh, special edition shirts where we sign them and then mail them out. How did he get one with a note from who? I don't know. Something's weird. Uh, did you? Did I don't recall somebody send sending one. Nor did I. Nor do I remember putting a note in one. Huh. All right. Got this one here from Mitchell. Says, uh, "Hey, Lightning and Holman. Mitchell from Illinois here. Was wondering about what you guys thought about the Banks Auto Mine Two Flash Tuner." I have a 2015 GMC 2500 HD with the LML Duramax. I've listened to every episode of the podcast and have grown to love Gail Banks' his products. I'm waiting to get his tuner for the fact that I believe it's the safest one on the market. I've read some reviews of it online. It's kind of scared me out of it and lowered my hopes. Just thought I would ask you guys what you thought and maybe get some insight from Jay. Absolutely love the show and keep up the good work. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Mounted parameters. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And that's what she said, the fast one. That's what she said. Just because it's the funniest, LOL. Uh, <laughs> do we want to have some real talk with, uh, not Lightning, but Jay Tillis of the marketing department at such company? You are ready to answer any concerns and allay his fears about tuning in. Automine 2, easy to understand. It's a handheld flash tuner. So basically, you just plug it into the OBD port, you upload the tune to the ECM, you disconnect it, and there it is. You can drive around. Is it safe? Yes. Yes, it is. If you follow the instructions, um, I mean, look, we've sold thousands of them. Uh, we stand behind them. And I, everything we do at Banks, it's safety first. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but yeah, it is. We have active safety in all of our devices and um, all the factory monitors stay in place. Like, and you guys stand behind all your products. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in favor, especially for the, uh, the 15, the LML. All right. Um, then how will you uh, answer this email? Uh, does the guy hate me? Uh, it's from Ozzy, and it does say lightning hate mail in the subject <laughs> line. I knew it was coming eventually. Uh, it says, Dear Lightning, even though I don't personally know you, not that you'd want to. I added that. That wasn't from Ozzy. Mm -hmm. From what I have seen of you on your socials and the podcast, I thought I liked you, even with all your California pompousness. Episode 151. Well, but here comes the big butt. That was going great. Until you made the comment about cats and them being the most <laughs> untrucked animal. Now, you have been removed from my Christmas card list. I'm a proud cat dad of two girls, and they are very truck-worthy animals. Anytime I bring in a box of parts, they give their approval by rubbing their face against the box. Sean, I know you're a cat guy, and I feel for you. Having to sit next to Mr. Anticat, if I could give you individual reviews, I would give Sean six stars and Lightning a negative one star. Ouch. Lightning, may a black cat cross your path. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and can't wait for another year of the podcast. And that's from our friend. First Ozzie. off, that's a dick move to wish a black cat across anyone. No, Even but I did it with a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, so on one hand, he's like, love the Holman. You have a happy, uh, a nice day. And, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, and Lightning, I hope a bird turds on your head. I mean, but in all honesty and fairness, I think the same thing. Well, then why do you sit here and do the show with me every week? I mean, because I don't have enough going on in my life. <laughs> you do have a lot going on in your life. <laughs> you have a lot going on in my life. Uh, and yet I'm still here. Week listen, after week. Here's the thing after about week, cats. I don't hate after them. After week. I just don't like them. After week. After week. Yeah, listen, we enjoy doing the show or we could stop. No one's forcing us to be here. That's true. That's true, except my wife. She's like- uh, Get out? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you have, you have to record this week, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, good. Okay. Hmm. Your wife's the same. So, yeah, she is. I was just going to always, I just wasn't going to admit it. <laughs> um, 
I don't feel like I don't really want to backtrack on my stance on cats because I don't like cats. You know why? Because cats are just arrogant. I don't like arrogance. Hmm. I'm, I don't consider myself an arrogant person. I'm pretty <laughs> self-deprecating. I just cats are like cats are like I don't need you. No, what cats are is they see through you. They see through your soul. They know exactly who you are, and that worries you. I don't get that feeling at all. Ever they look? They look at you, and they why go, have an animal that doesn't need you? They need you. No, they don't. Sure, they do. No, they'll they, kill a bird and eat and live. They'll be. They do, if, but but no, without you, a coyote would get them. Depends where you drop them. If they're in the well, inner you, city, I don't think you should drop a cat. Of course you should. <laughs> you just on the side. You're like, get out. I mean, they will land on their feet. Fend That's what's cool yourself, about them. You know, I bet I mean? if I dropped you, you wouldn't land on your feet. You'd probably belly flop. I could pogo stick, mother effer. <laughs> of course, I could land on my feet. <sighs> hey, listen. I don't like to hate, so for this conversation, I love cats. All right, let's move on. Can I redeem myself with another email here? Uh, please. New Year's road trip from uh, Trevor. What's up, guys? I'm thinking about what to do with my lady for New Year's. Well, it's uh, you got the Rona, so probably not much. So I figured, hey, why not drive from the Bay Area to northern Vermont and back? <laughs> Wait, what? That's a drive. The Bay Area to Vermont. Okay. Seeing as both of you are big road trippers, and yes, we are. I love logging miles on my D-Max. So I wanted to ask two things. One. Seeing as I'm born and raised in good old Pompous, California, and I think maybe driving in snow, well, once I am, I going to die? No, you're well, not going to die. It's just water that's cold. Yeah, I mean, just don't hit black ice. I mean, okay. And set your tongue weight right. Right. So since we have a pace to make, and most things will be closed or kind of limited anyway, plus we'll be bringing our 16-week puppy, uh, Maybe not, maybe what, not you hate puppies, too? I love puppies, but they're going to pee all over the car, so that's a problem. So you hate puppies? I, I love what puppies. What I understood from that is that you hate puppies. You're a mental case, and you're twisting my words on purpose. So no, I, how she's, dare she's you? The, she says, he says, she's the best road tripper already, probably has a 1,000 miles under her collar to date. Okay, so it's not peeing. That's a good thing. We're mainly looking for cool things like roadside attractions, maybe some good, cool places to uh, stop and go get food. Any suggestions? Well, no, there's nowhere to go get food because it's all going to be takeout or or drive through, whatever. Depending um, uh, where, what state you're in. He's but, talking about California at this point. Well, he's going from California to Vermont, so there's a lot yeah, of so stuff when he, to see. When he leaves California, there's not the same restrictions we have here. Uh, okay, okay, maybe. I think everyone right now, while we're recording this, uh -huh. is pretty much on lockdown. Most states are on lockdown, I think. No. I've, no? I've been traveling and they're That's not. not the case? No. Oh. Good. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is once you get out of this bubble here, the world is a little more free and open. So you got to wow. wear your mask. Will he be going through Pennsylvania? Vermont, he said. I know, but I don't know what his route is. Well, if... Uh, Here's uh, what I recommend. Yeah. There's an app you can download for your phone called Road Trippers. And yeah. on Road Trippers, you can do your route from point A to point B, and it'll tell you all the weird roadside attractions. So when my daughter and I, a few years ago, drove from Michigan to California, we went through like places like Casey, Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, or Indiana, one of the two, um, where they had like the world's biggest rocking chair and the world's biggest working mailbox and the world's biggest pencil. And then went to a place where there was a dragon on the side of the road that if you put in a coin, it blew fire at Sir Lancelot. And we saw uh, just all sorts of weird stuff. Anyway, the, the Road Trippers app is cool for that because it'll uh, it'll show you all the weird roadside attractions that are along your And I don't road. even know if you're going through Pennsylvania at all, but you got to go by Roadside America, assuming they're open. It's like the world's largest train set. It's awesome. Is that better than the world's largest? Do you know uh, that I've been there stage? four times? 
Really? I'm not even joking. Every time I go through Pennsylvania, I have to go to Roadside America. I don't know, because I had HO trains when I was a kid. Yeah, I had HO trains. Did you really? And, and O's. Oh, you did really? I, I those scales. are big. Those are big. Yeah, yeah so my- I, The I, HOs would fly off the track, and I'd have to fix them all the I time. really wanted to get N-Gage. Yeah. You know, they're really small yeah. ones, but uh, they were expensive, and um, yeah, I was getting old, and I was getting made fun of for having trains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he goes on to say, I'm mostly concerned about uh, how not to wind up in one of those viral videos of the dozens of cars just piling up on an icy hell crash pile. Oh, also, my beautiful California desert climate, Duramax, will it get destroyed by salt? Should I also make it a priority to get multiple car washes along the way uh, in the snow states? Or will I be fine with one good wash when I return to the uh, California? Do you take the southern so, route? Just, just take the southern route of the 40. Go south of Colorado and pop up after that. You'll get a, you through a lot of the uh, the high altitude and snow and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, if you go through a place with road salt, you should probably spray down every couple of days, you know, undercarriage and all that kind of stuff, and and keep it nice. That's what I would say. You know, the other thing I learned from this email is that as much as I love puppies, Lightning is a puppy hating extremist. Why would you say <laughs> what? What? I've, Just the opposite. You have three dogs, right? You know, I have three dogs. Right, and you took two the, golden you took the, noodles and, and a three-legged took, dog. And you took the leg off one of them. No, yeah. I didn't. I found him that way. We found him with three legs. He's so awesome. So you didn't even get him because he was a dog. You got him because he was a novelty. No, he's awesome. No, we got him because he was freaking... No, there's a long story. Someday, someday I'll tell that story. It's a fascinating story. It really is a, the most interesting story. Not only is the story How interesting... I wish you had a platform to share stories like that. I will not... I will... Because it's too long. Okay. But I will tell so, you that my so, story, so far, when I tell you the story, Holman. Things from Lightning, you, you we will, well, I'm writing my notes down. Things from Lightning we are waiting for. Uh, early DJ outtakes and story of three-legged chihuahua. Okay, cool. Just added him to the list. No, he's not a chihuahua. What is he? Oh, he's a, he's a yard dog. Oh, like, sorry. He used uh, to hunt three-legged rabbits. Yard dog. Did he rip off their legs in hopes of getting his own? Uh, that's cruel. <laughs> that but, is cruel. Uh, no, I maybe I doubt it. All right. So, uh, when are you bringing the uh, early years of lightning to the truck show podcast? We're still waiting. Twenty twenty one. I'm holding you to it. Second quarter, twenty twenty one. Okay, it's in the notebook here. Okay, in the schedule. All right. Why don't we uh, get to our friend Brent Hagen over at Nissan because uh, he wants to talk to us about his newly redesigned twenty twenty one Armada, which. Just happened to have uh, out in the parking lot right now. Is that uh, black or a very dark blue? Very, very pretty deep blue. Why don't you dial him? Hello. Hello, is this Mr. Brent Hagen with Nissan? What's happening, dude? Howdy, gents. How's that uh, eggnog drinking going? <laughs> it's going good. Wait, wait. I don't know about this. What's going on? What? Well, because our last guest took so much time, uh, I kept having to text Brent, who's three hours ahead of us. I said, I swear, we're, we're, we're getting to you. And he's like, that's okay. I'm drinking eggnog. Oh, so now he's that's drunk. Right. Great. Wait, no. So, so now, we, now we've had we've had mezcal. We've had mm-hmm. bourbon. We've mm-hmm. had whiskey. We've had gin and tonic. Right. We can add eggnog to the list. I love it. All right. We yeah, have a quick so, intro. I'm sufficiently lubricated. Perfect. Yes, you are. <laughs> we have a quick intro. Don't move. It's a baby. Yes, it is. It's a baby. It's time for you to share what you do. So, uh, Brent Hagen, I know what you do. 
Uh, apparently, you have multiple titles, so uh, as we all know, that makes you super uh, <laughs> I think super important. Last time we checked in with you, Brent, you had a different title than you do now. Product Planning Senior Manager? <laughs> or how about Regional Product Manager? Well, what does that even mean? I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I went only, with the wait, longest he, one. He's only manager right in a certain, like, a 10 square mile area. I think and the, I think once the, he crosses no, 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 no. out of that, they're like, you're no longer the, manager. The region is the Western Hemisphere. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Or North America, <laughs> at least. So it's like <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii only. It's right? something like that. <laughs> it's kind of like assistant to the regional manager. It's, yes. It's, just a, it's, one, it's one month below that. <laughs> Got it. All right. So the reason we have you on is uh, because we just got news of the redesigned and upgraded 21 Nissan Armada full-size SUV, and one showed up in my driveway today, and I said, you know, we should talk to you about that. Awesome, awesome. No, I'm really excited for you guys to get to drive it and take a look at it. Um, labor of love on my behalf. My wife's daily driver is an Armada, um, and, and I love I, I love the Armada. I love the patrol. Sean, you know I have a patrol, so oh, yeah. uh, the vehicle is very near and dear and close to my heart. So the reason that I thought this was important is because if you look at the landscape of full-size SUVs, uh, especially full-size three-row SUVs, there's not a huge selection out there. You've got Expeditions, you've got Tahoes and Suburbans and the GMC variants, you've got the Toyota Sequoia, um, but there's not, I mean, that, that's it, and there's not any that are particularly great in any one area. I think they're all great family haulers, um, but in terms of... I, I let me put it this way, the thing that stands out for me on the Armada is it it's derived from the global Nissan Patrol platform, which I had a chance to drive out in the uh, Sahara Desert, which was amazing. And you guys have taken that and obviously has an Infinity counterpart here in the U.S. And then I always thought when Armada went off the Titan platform, the F Alpha platform, to the Patrol platform. I was thinking, what are they going to do to make it, you know, kind of dumb it down for for the Nissan brand? Because they already have it with Infinity. And I have to tell you, it's always had an upscale interior. It's always been quiet. It has a big old honking 5.6 endurance V8 out of the uh, Titan. Which we all know and love. Which we all know and love. But the new upgrade that you guys did, it's even more luxurious. Like, how do you have room for an Infinity version when the Nissan is as as nice as it is? <laughs> We're pushing on them. I mean, to be perfectly honest, we get the Infinity guys coming down, going, "Man, this thing looks really, really good," and we're we're just pushing Infinity to be that much better. Uh, you know, quite honestly, when we when we are making working on a new vehicle, new Nissan, the, the Armada, I'm not looking to at Infinity go, "Oh, I got to give them space." I'm going to push them and make this vehicle as luxury luxurious. You must have a beef with someone at uh, you know at Infinity. <laughs> You're like, no, "I'm going to push them." It's like yeah, they they go to the park and do Anchorman, uh, you <laughs> right. know, every model year. <laughs> He's like, it's I'm going to make their job so difficult. It's funny you say that. My former boss actually works for an Infinity and product planning. I know him and love him, but uh, he, and I, <laughs> he and I like to, to joke about that. All right, so let's talk about what you guys did for the 2021. Redesigned front and rear clips with more um, ground clearance, approach departure angles have been improved. You've got all LED lighting uh, on the headlights and taillights. It gives you more of a family resemblance with the redesign that you guys did with Titan last year. The interior. No, wait, don't go, don't gloss over because you know I'm a lighting geek, right? Okay. I and so the lights. I want Let me you put to talk about this for a second. It has more working lights on that Armada than your Mini currently does. There's no question about that. <laughs> I, I'm just looking for the spec here, and I apologize. Actually, There's, if you added your Mini and your C20 pile together, mm -hmm. this still has more working lights. Fifty LEDs in the headlamp and seventy in the tail light. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. So why? And thank you. 
because uh, visibility, and he didn't do it for you. Right. Oh, he didn't. Well, maybe he did. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Yeah. I mean, if anything's worth doing, it's worth overdoing, right? So why not? Well, the nice thing is it has that real nice diffused light. You don't see the individual LEDs. So they're of sufficient density that, you know, at night it really has a new signature look that um, you can tell what it is. And today's the first day I've driven it. And, you know, I was really impressed with the headlights on it. The light output is is stunning on the new on the new uh, headlight assemblies. Yeah, thank you. And exactly what you mentioned, that we wanted it to be consistent and have a family resemblance with the Titan. So you get that. Uh, you know, the, the, in the minor change Titan, in the, in the 2020 Titan, you've got that uh, boomerang style look, and that's carried over to the Armada as well. I mean, I, I don't think people, when you see, we all see oncoming traffic, and there's a way of doing, and I don't mean to focus too much on LEDs, but I told you I geek out on this stuff. I actually follow a couple of YouTubers who build custom circuit boards for blink sequences, and, and they do all these interesting, uh, you know, coordination, coordinations of, of LED patterns and stuff. And you can spot, like, kind of a low-rent look from a mile away, kind of aftermarket-y look. This front end is gorgeous, the way you've lit it up. So anyway, kudos is all I'm saying. So the, Thank you very much. The Armada also has uh, the 5.6-liter endurance V8, which it's had, but now it has the version with premium fuel, 400 horsepower, and 413 pound-feet of torque, which means that you guys have the most standard V8 horsepower in its class, right? That's exactly right. Even without the premium fuel mapping, still have the most standard horsepower uh, because without the premium fuel mapping, you get 390, 394 torque. Um, but for those customers that want to squeeze every last drop out, they can put the premium fuel in and get more. And uh, seven-speed automatic transmission, and this thing sounds every bit as good as it does in the Titan, the engine. Now, the exhaust is a lot more muted because it's a luxurious, big old SUV. Not the way you were driving. I'm not to say that you were driving it hard, but it was making some I, nice growl. I was listening to it. Oh, were you? Is that what it was? I was listening to it. As a journalist, you were taking note of its note. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing that I think is important for a lot of people is towing, and you know, a lot of the competition is is in that high 6,000, low to mid 7,000 range. Uh, you guys have the best-in-class standard towing for both the four-wheel drive and the two-wheel drive at 8,500 pounds. Yeah, that's exactly right. We know a lot of customers do, you know, have horse trailers, have RVs. Uh, and so having not having to worry about getting a tow package or anything else, they can tow 8,500 pounds right out of the gate. And for 21, we added a trailer brake controller to give them that much more confidence. And you guys have trailer sway control too, right? Exactly right. It's awesome to have the trailer brake controller because I, I, I've never liked when vehicles tout what their uh, towing capacity is, but then they'd never offer you a trailer brake. They can't one. stop them? Well, I mean, it's just you have to go to the aftermarket and you've just bought a, you know, a, a pretty expensive vehicle and now you have to hack up the wiring or do whatever to put add stuff to it. And then you have this really nice integrated dash and some uh, cheesy aftermarket. It's the worst when people take a beautiful, like an Armada 2, a U-Haul store, and they put just bolt it on the bottom above your just left knee. Just drill right through that nice like, padded oh plastic no, please don't uh, do soft that. touch. Yeah. yeah, so God bless you for thinking <laughs> of that, yes. Uh, and then you guys also added wireless Apple CarPlay, standard in-vehicle uh, Wi-Fi, and wireless smartphone charging as well. Which and 12.3-inch cool. mother effing display. Well, well, maybe not that, but big. <laughs> big. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. And let me, so can I geek out on this for a second? 1920 by 10, 720. So it's H, HD resolution. 
So I just got back. That's a big deal, dude. No, no. To me, I, anyway. I, just, I just got back from driving all of the uh, new 2020 SUVs, or I guess 2021 SUVs. The Armada wasn't in our test because it's late availability, but I drove the new GM Twins, and I have to tell you, I really like the Armada interior better. And one of the things that drove me nuts, again, same problem with the GM trucks are in the GM SUVs. They also have their big screen now. But when you look at it, it's not inky black. The contrast ratio is all wrong. Does it look washed from, out? And from the driver's seat, when you look at it at an angle, it's washed out. Like there's a layer of like whiteness over it. Like you have cataracts. And then when you go to move <laughs> your head, so you're center line with it, it gets better. But they have this nice display where the driver's information center is that's black. And then when you use CarPlay on it, it looks horrible. And when you do it on the Armada, it is as crystal clear as it is on your iPhone. And all the screens, you know, the screen between the gauges as well as the big old screen on the dash now, they're awesome because they have they look the same. They have the same resolution and quality. And Brent, I also wanted to add, your screen because it's high up on the dash has like a a, a knob input. I guess you could call rotary. It. Yeah, there's for input, so you can do it from there. But it's also a touch screen for for oh, that's good selecting things. So you can go either way. Either you can touch the screen if you want to, or you can use the input. I mean, knob the aftermarket the car stereo companies uh, all went to you know button or, or or they lost tactile input, and then there was kind of a, re- a rebellion against that. Right, the guys like no, I need a freaking knob. So they, I'm glad that they gave both options here. And then what's the yeah, stereo? Because it sounds awesome. So it's a Bose system. It's a 13-speaker Bose system. And you guys hit on it. You know, It's really important that we clean up that whole, uh, we call the center stack uh, with the HVAC knobs and, uh, and the radio. But you still want to have that tactile opportunity to turn, you know, rotate a knob, turn the volume up quickly. You, know, you have one or two of them there, but you don't want to have the sea of buttons. And so we really cleaned up that whole center stack area. Yeah, I mean, I think the Armada may have uh, tied the world record for the most uh, buttons on the uh, previous <laughs> model. And now it's really uh, streamlined. You've also added a, a hidden cubby that when the door comes down is the wireless charging uh, area for your phone. And now with wireless CarPlay, you don't even have to have it plugged in at all to charge it and to access CarPlay, which is, for somebody like me who uses it all the time, is great. But the whole center stack is just, like you said, it's cleaned up. Uh, the cup holders and everything have been rearranged a little bit. And the center console is cool because the lid opens up the normal way, but also rear seat passengers can open it the opposite direction to access it as well, which makes it even more user-friendly. Wait, how does it have two hinges, one it's, on either side? It's magic. Remember when, when Brent was on the uh, Titan, he made that little uh, f- uh, phone holder insert? Yes. Brent, was this also your idea or do you have to give that to somebody else? No, I have to give it to somebody else. They oh. did it, but you know what? My my kids, my kids love it. I, they, they, when we're parked, uh, you know, in a parking lot or somewhere, they can jump in and grab something out of the center console. Because that's where you always reach store, over. You, you know, that's where the bubble gum is every time, right? <laughs> There's hubba bubba in a reel, in a little pink reel, and it's down at the very bottom under all the electronics you've got stashed in there. And they reach over, they can't get in. No, there. that's where they keep the vanilla ice cream. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I sure hope not. So <laughs> we keep the eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> so isn't it amazing? Not alcoholic, of like, course. Isn't it amazing, Brent? Like back in the day, like it's almost these vehicles have come so far with the interior accoutrement, as we say now. And I, I just think it's you guys spend so much uh, time and attention to the detail and the layout, and you want it elegant, you want it user friendly, um, not overdone. I, I just. If you, you can really feel it in the most recent generation of Nissan products. It's just, it's, it's, you can tell the engineers are looking at it both from aesthetics and usability. 
listen, competition is good and it's it's great for the customer, right? The more that we push on the comp- competition, the competition puts pushes on us, the product gets better and better and the end result is the customer wins. So we're always trying to make things better. We're always trying to improve the customer experience, give them more bang for their buck, more technology, more safety, uh, and, and it's constantly ratcheting up. But like, let's take the screen, for example, Brent, like when you're talking about the screen and, and Holman has, he's obsessed with the inky blacks as am I. And at, at some point, the engineers come back and they say, look, we can get this display for X price and then we can get this other display for another $6 more. And the average person is like, oh, it's only six bucks, but you're building a million of these things, right? So that's six million extra dollars in these screens. You, your team, or ultimately the engineers have to make that decision. Like the the consumer, will the consumer perceive the inky blacks or are they okay with a little washed out? Like you have to make those thousands of these little decisions and then all together they make this vehicle. You are absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, we do have to make trade-off decisions and we have to look at the value proposition. Is this worth it to the customer? Are they willing to pay for for, for that or is that, is that, are they willing to trade off something else for for those things? Uh, so we have to make those on a daily basis and it takes a lot it takes a, a really skilled team and it takes a lot of data we we talk to customers we try to get that feedback and you know sometimes you don't have on the inky blacks you don't know that whether it's going to cost or the customer's willing to pay a little bit extra for inky black screens or or not I you am, have to make a judgment call and yeah. make sure it aligns with the brand and with the customer and their expectations in the segment yeah it, i mean but, that that dash at night is definitely one of the best and after spending time in the gm products I actually like the the new Armada interior better. I think the quality of materials is better. Um, I really like the seating position in it. Um, the GMs have that, you know, and it's interesting. They're actually pretty good from a competitive standpoint. They went to IRS as well, which the Armada's had for a while now. But what I like is the the seating position, the really tall greenhouse, and just the quality of things you touch are better. The GM has a push button or pull button transmission now, and it's awful to use. Just, I'm just not a fan of it at all. <laughs> well, what do you want him to say? <laughs> no. He can't. Uh, he, yeah, he can say yeah, ours uh, is better. <laughs> we, we stuck with uh, Shifter for a reason. I know, right? We're, we're really happy with ours. <laughs> I, exactly. So I'm, I'm curious, when you do these market studies and you're talking to the customer and maybe you look at, you say, do you like the screen? Do you not like the screen? There's a certain factor like that Steve Jobs was famous for where he would, how does this item feel in your hand? When you hold it to your face and you talk to someone, how does it make you feel? Do you also do studies like that to say when you get in the new Armada, how does it make you feel? I'm just curious. We, yeah, we know we absolutely do. We go out and do customer research. I mean, obviously not right now with COVID going on, but in normal times we go out, we talk to customers and we sit down with them. We get we have them get in our vehicles, get in the competitor vehicles. And what do you see? What do you feel? What do you think? Uh, you know, we, we do ask a lot of those types of questions. Just because it's one of those weird things where sometimes customers, like, they can't even articulate. And so often it happens on this show where I have a feeling and I can't articulate it. I have to rely on Holman to help me. And then you have a stream of consciousness yeah. moment that we and, have to stop. And then I have a stroke and then, yeah, something happens. But, like, that's that's the weird part is that you're making something with so many parts, tens of thousands of parts, and one particular thing or another could change the quote-unquote feel and I don't know. I, I just think you're you're doing it. You're doing it right. Clearly, he's having a moment right now where no, it's a stream just, of consciousness. I'm trying to. It's a long-winded compliment. <laughs> I, damn it. All right. Well, I'm no, sure. No, really appreciate it. But tickets. I mean, it's like the the credit goes to the team. There, there's you know the hundreds of engineers and a huge team that sits behind this that brings it to life. And and 
it just takes one person taking their eye off the ball and missing the mark, not paying attention, not looking at it. And the reality is it's a huge team that's a, and it's a group effort. All right. So uh, speaking of your uh, entertainment system, one of the cool things is you guys have, what is it, uh, eight-inch head restraint monitors on the back of the seats that also are really nice uh, screens. I actually sat back there and went, these are as inky as the other ones. Yeah, exactly right. Eight, dual eight-inch headrest monitors for family entertainment system. And is it true that you have an optional CD player, or is that all vicious rumors? We do actually have an optional CD player. If those customers that want it, and, and they can plug it in. Yeah, I mean, for sure. dude, yeah, I people have... who no longer want to listen to crappy digital music. <laughs> even, after, if, even after selling hundreds and hundreds of CDs, I still have, have over 1,000. No, I've got a ton of CDs as well. Yeah. I just don't want to – you can't even find those little visors anymore where you tuck in 20 so when you go around a corner, five of them fly out. Well, the problem is is that when you burn, when you, when you go to uh, iTunes and you rip a disc, the highest you can go is 320 kilobits. It's still not even close to CD quality. So it, you know you're downgrading. So you hang on to the CD. Maybe at some point there'll be a technology that you can rip it, you know, with a higher quality. It's, Sorry, it's side, side because... or you could just buy an <laughs> no, Armada CD player, or you could yeah buy a CD player, my <laughs> brand new Armada, which is awesome, which I think I would order. It's hilarious because I mean, growing up uh, or not growing up, uh, when my wife and I were dating, I used to have those big old stacks of CDs. Like you said, I'd flip through them. My wife would be rolling her eyes. It's dangerous. I'm sitting there driving, <laughs> flipping through CDs, you know, pulling out CDs. Yeah. Uh, and I was one of the last holdouts. So I've got to have CDs. I want to have, you know, the, the, like you said, the top audio quality. But the reality is now the convenience wireless Apple CarPlay just st- you know stream it right to the vehicle. Never even have to take the phone out of my pocket. Uh, it's it's worlds better nowadays. I mean, I know the the audio quality, the perception is it's not as good as CD, but reality is it, it's so good and so convenient, so easy to use. Yeah, practicality, it is good enough, sure. But but if you are that guy who is fumbling through CDs while you're driving uh, haplessly down the uh, road, uh, you guys have standard safety features that include uh, the new Nissan Safety Shield 360. So <laughs> Good tie yeah. in there. No, you like that? Um, intelligent forward <laughs> collision warning, class-exclusive blind spot intervention, and intel- my favorite, intelligent cruise control. What does that mean? Well, you're definitely not as intelligent as the uh, cruise, <laughs> cruise control, control you have to ask. No, but I mean, what is it doing that normal modern cruise control is not doing? It's looking well, two cars know, ahead. That's what I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> Brent, so, yeah, you, want, you, do, you want in on this? Sure. So, I mean, the intelligent cruise control obviously can maintain the speed uh, that you set it at. But if somebody gets in front of you and slows down and goes below that, it'll keep the dis- a safe distance to the vehicle in front of you. And then if they move or they speed up, it'll keep going uh, so that you don't have to intervene if, you know, if, there, if there's a slow vehicle in your lane. But then you also have things like Ford, intelligent forward collision warning, which is exactly what uh, Sean just mentioned, that looks a vehicle ahead of you and can help warn you in the case that you have uh, you know, that somebody slams in the brake in front of you and, and, and help protect you and your family. We've got a whole host of Safety Shield 360 technologies that are standard on every new Armada. And then we've got a ton of class exclusive additional technology like that uh, intelligent forward collision warning, blind spot intervention, traffic sign recognition, intelligent backup intervention. We've got a whole host of safety tech on the vehicle. So one of the things that I'm actually kind of uh... – surprised with is typical of Japanese manufacturers is it's sort of like this trim level offers this, this trim level adds this, this trim level adds this, and then, you know, you might have like six popular colors. You guys have Hermosa Blue Pearl, Mocha Almond Pearl, Gunmetal, Super Black, Brilliant Silver Metallic, Aspen White Tri-Coat, and uh, Coolest Red Pearl, as well as a new Midnight Edition that has everything blacked out, and then you also have, was it, four trim levels that are coming out? So, 
you guys are really, I mean, all in on Armada and making sure that there's a uh, a price point and trim level for anybody in the full size SUV market. But you know, Holman, you you and I are both on board the Midnight Edition, right? Of course. Thank you. The Midnight Edition is my personal baby. Uh, I'm excited to see that thing come out. Like you said, we have we have we have three trims. You've got SVSL and Platinum. Uh, you've got the Midnight Edition package, which is based off the SL. Um, and then a whole host of colors, which uh, thank you for the plug on the Cooley Red. That was uh, one that we fought really hard for. Um, it's beautiful. I, I didn't know how to. Stunning. I didn't know how to pronounce. I didn't know how to pronounce Cooley before the marketing guys came to me and said we're going to name it Cooley Red. To be perfectly honest. Well, it is but, cool. Uh, but <laughs> thank you. What is Cooley Red? What is it? Does it have a meaning? Is it after someone's name? Is it C O O L E Y? C O U L I S. C O. So it totally went over my head until I'm watching, uh, I don't know, we were watching Kids Baking Championship or something with a family, and somebody said they're making a raspberry coolie. And I went, oh, that's where that's from. Oh, oh. all right. All right. Like that. Um, now, you said three trim levels. Are we not allowed to say that an S is coming, or am I, is that embargoed? Well, you already said it, so. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't have, I, I think we're allowed to say that an S grade is coming, a new entry point, but we are not announcing or talking about any details on the S grade. Um. All right. Then uh, we won't talk about that. How about, okay, so one of the things Patrol is known for the world over is its off-road capability, and you guys have uh, great approach and departure angles and all that kind of good stuff, full skid plating and a really good four-wheel drive system uh, with, with amazing traction control. But there are some things left on the table that Patrol has overseas. Our, our, what do we have to do to convince you that Armada could be a way better option if you're cross-shopping Z71 or AT4 or FX4? Uh, include me in the list of the convinced. I'm, I'm there with you. Oh, all right. Uh, well, that'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, right now the, the current Armada does... 95, 100% of what customers really want to get out there and do. I mean, I take mine all the time out there camping, do trail riding with it, uh, enjoy it with a, with the family. Um, but we do recognize that the patrol, the the king of all terrains, takes it to the next level globally. Uh, it is it is an outstanding desert machine that can uh, can hang with any any production vehicle in the off road. Uh, it can, and I'm just saying, I would love to see one. No running boards, maybe a little taller sidewall. Um, you know, uh, locker in the back, you know, just uh, things like that. Because I, I think that the full-size market is ripe for it. I think there's a lot of adventurers who maybe a, you know, uh, uh, a Wrangler is too small for them or whatever, and they need that full-size, but maybe a, a Tahoe, a Yukon Expedition don't offer enough off-road capability. And I feel like that there's a nice little white space that you guys already have it in the global parts bin that if you just threw a couple extra things on there – you could uh, you could make something pretty cool. No, it's a, it's a great point, Sean. And, and the reality is the Armada is that intersection of luxury and capability, but totally recognize, like you said, that the Patrol takes it even to an, a, another step. And uh, we're constantly looking at ways to make the Armada better. And so we hear from customers and they say, listen, take it to the next level. We want to go to the next level. Then uh, you can guarantee we're going to listen. All right. So, uh Brent's email is no. We won't do that to you. Um, all right. One of the things that I noticed, uh, and I've driven Armadas quite a bit. I've driven some, you know, on, on cross country trips. Um, I've lots of highway, uh, media drives, loans, different parts of the country, and I've always been struck by how amazingly comfort uh, comfortable they are, how good the ride is. But I actually on the new one, just I mean, it's funny how you can get in one thing and into something else. 
just from the butt dyno, pulling out of my driveway, it feels like you guys have done some work on the bushings and some of that compliance because it's really cushy and really comfortable, but I feel like there's actually some additional deadening in there from some of the bumps and things that, that you might feel over the road. Did you guys adjust some of that and retune some of those things? The team's constantly evolving the tune, looking at it year over year. Is there a way we can improve it? Uh, whether it be just keeping up with the trend, whether it be addressing specific uh, things that we've heard from customers or from dealers, hey, tweak, work on this, work on that. So every single year, the engineers are going in looking, how can we make the the product better? So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with how good it felt just in like my first couple miles of driving it and then the freeway here with the... Uh, was it the lack of noise or it was, did it just feel tight? All of it. It's, okay. it's incredibly tight. There's no... Um, Shakiness, even though it's a true body-on-frame SUV, um, independent suspension, all four corners. The chassis is really tight. The body's tight. The engine's growly, but it's not obnoxious or loud. There's no droning, no resonance down the freeway. It's completely serene. And it, you guys, I mean, you open the door, and the model that I have has second-row captain's chairs. They look just like the front-row chairs. And I'm telling you, they're not seats. They're chairs. Like it looks like they came out of a Lazy Boy factory and got installed in, in there. And if you ever look at a, at Armada, like they're thrones. They're big, puffy, marshmallow-filled thrones. It might be foam, but I'm going to go with marshmallows. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the best because it, unless if you've got two kids, that's perfect because they feel like – they're just like mom and dad sitting in the back. Now, if you got three or ten or then whatever, like, neither you can't do that option. But man, if you've just got two kids, they feel like king and queen back there. Well, and it's uh, it's wide enough that if you did have, I mean, the Armada is a big vehicle. I don't think people realize it's really big, really full size. Uh, if you get the second row bench, it's 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 enough three kids or even three car seats for those parents who have that okay. that deal going on. Um, you can fit three car seats across the And when bed. you have the third row, where does it fold down flush, or do you, do you know? Where, where does it go, Brent? Yeah, it folds down flush. Okay. You, know, you, have a, you have a flat floor. There's a, a very slight incline ramp when it folds back down, but uh, motorized third row. And one of the things you're just, you guys were just talking about was the you know all the, the different seating positions. So we've added uh, seatbelt reminders for all the three rows. So you don't have to worry about the kids jumping in the back seat or the, the third row and taking off and not having them buckle the seatbelts. So we've got that added for 21 as well. And then you guys also improved. You, I, I think you guys were the first SUV that had the uh, the digital uh, rear view mirror uh, with the camera view, which is cool because if you have the SUV full of people, uh, you can't see what's behind you. And the camera mounted, obviously, on the exterior feeding into the rear view mirror allows you to have a clear and wider field of vision. But one of the things you guys did was make it more uh, high resolution. And then you also worked on the anti-flicker so you don't see that LED flicker from other uh, vehicles on the road like you may have with the older version. I'm trying to find, I read it here, but I can't find it. It was like over 2,000 pixels wide. So it's, again, it's it's near HD quality. Yeah, the intelligent rear, mirror, rear view mirror, it's 50% bigger, improve the flicker, improve the, the resolution. Uh, and exactly what you said, whether you've got people sitting in the second and the third row that are blocking your view, whether you've got stuff piled up in the cargo area, you just flip it on and you can see all through, right through every bit of it. It's really kind of, it's honestly quite, kind of magical because it's like there's nothing even there. Uh, and then it's kind of entertainment, honestly, for the other people in the vehicle. My kids, every time they get in the, 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 in the Armada, they want to flip that thing on immediately, whether we need to or not. Well, it's almost like making your kids disappear. Well, it's like ghosts. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you put that on. You have them have their uh, their wireless headphones for the entertainment set, set, uh, system right. in the back. And then you put that on where you can't see them. 
and then it's almost like you're by yourself. It's, yeah. it's great sometimes. The miles <laughs> just melt away. <laughs> That's right. And what's, did you know that they, they he's got HDMI inputs on the I, TVs I on did. the monitors because uh-huh. so they can bring their portable device and plug it right in and, and get their and yep. there's a uh, a uh, regular plug in there as well so that you can plug in your I guess it would be your PlayStation Five is that what we're up to now? Yep. I dropped off at PS2. I'm that no, old. No, it's five. That's what my kids want. Dang. They ain't getting it, but that's what they want. Oh, is they, are they going to hear this before Christmas and know that you're not getting it for them? Uh, yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Is this, how, this is how you're setting them up. Yep. Quinn, listen. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, Brent's a much better dad than you are. Brent, you're getting uh, each of your kids two PS5s, right? Uh, listen, guys, I'm still on the Wii in my household. We're, we're, oh, we my Lord. He's playing tennis on the weekends <laughs> with his kids. Nothing wrong with that. At least I'm not the guy selling pictures of PS5s on eBay. Bucks. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, geez. I, I mean, it's been a while since we've had you on. Well, you wait. And, stop. You didn't. But, did we say when it's coming out when we can get a new Armada? Well, I was working on that. No, you were basically saying goodbye. No, I wasn't saying goodbye. I was saying goodbye to this portion because we have other things to ask him. <laughs> I was good uh, you, backtrack. You, you, no, you ruined it because we talked about how we were going to set him up for the question we're not allowed to ask, and then now you've ruined it because now he knows something's coming. Well, go ahead Uh-oh. and ask. No, I, I can't do it now. Well, then first talk about the Armada. When can we go and sit in one at a at a local Nissan dealer? It's going to be on sale in January. So, oh, quick turnaround, everybody, right after the holidays, Holy everybody be out, be out there, yeah. And if you go to uh, trucktrend.com, you can see my first drive impression and my first look impressions of the uh, of the Armada. And uh, just super stoked driving it today. I was I was really impressed. My wife came out, she goes, wow. And she's a car snob. I mean, I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I really like that. And uh, then sat Did in she it. she ask to borrow it? She always does. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to make up things like, well, you're not insured on it. You know, things like that. I, just, I only have it for I only have it for a minute. An hour. Yeah, exactly. You, you, can't, you can't possibly drive You have that. a one-hour rental? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we, we chatted with you when you were uh, doing Titan. We've, we're chatting with you now that you, uh, you're, you are uh, sending your next baby, the Armada, out in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Frontier, <clears throat> when do we get to chat with you about <clears throat> Frontier? Because we're really excited about that. Sean, I have no idea what you're talking about, my friend. Oh, <laughs> boo, no. Hopefully, let me put it this way. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Oh, there is an acknowledgement. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Hopefully soon. Do you see the listen, whole... we've, got a, we've got a great 21 front model year Frontier. Anybody wants to run out to the dealerships and grab them? We've got a new, uh, new, engine, new engine transmission in the, starting the 20 model year. Yep. And uh, there, there's lots of the dealers. They can go check them out right now. And by the way, that is probably the most honest, dependable uh, mid-sized truck out there right now. If you want a basic truck without all the, uh, I don't know, all the gizmos and things, and you just need a truck to go do the job, um, it's amazing the new engine and the nine-speed in the Frontier, how much it elevates that truck. I mean, it's it's like the, the old truck was awesome, but just the drivetrain in the old truck is like, oh, well, that's even more awesome. So... Um, but I know we can't talk about things that are in the future because they, you know, because they are embargo. I get put in jail and then we never get to, to talk anymore. <laughs> Cor- corporate jail. He'll be in the uh, bottom of a, a, a building in Franklin, Tennessee, and he'll never see the light of day again. So bad he's, enough. He's a regional manager for like one square block, and now they're going to put him in jail. He can't say anything. Well, he used to be the regional manager for the world, but then he was te- going on podcasts and mm-hmm. spilling the beans that he wasn't supposed to talk about. No, and no, no, he's not spilling any beans now. So, uh, all right, totally not Nissan-related. When are we going hunting again? Uh, I think I owe you a trip to go turkey hunting, don't I? Yeah, we've talked about it. Would you say turkey hunting? Turkey hunting, hunting. yeah. We went duck yeah, hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. I was the, uh, the first time I went duck hunting, uh, Brent took me out, 
and it was awesome. He loaned me his shotgun, and uh, I I was a I I got a mess of birds. I was impressed with myself. When you, say, when you say a mess of birds, that's one, right? No, I what did I do? Like five or six? Yeah, you had you had a you had a limit that day. Uh, you had a yeah. limit? Yeah, well, with the license. You have oh, to get your license. Okay, stuff. got it. So I, I hit my limit. So it was it was awesome. Next, we got to do turkey hunting. Okay. Mark that off the list. And then, so that'll be in the springtime. You come on down, we'll go turkey hunting. And then the following year, uh, we'll take you out. We'll go pheasant hunting. Uh, I just got back a couple weeks ago from a trip with uh, Rich Miller, who you know very well. I do. Uh, uh, he and I went out uh, pheasant hunting in the middle of Kansas. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Okay, um, what time of year... Do ticks not fall out of the trees in Tennessee? <laughs> Oof. You got about a three-week window in oh, January. Okay. That's about it. What hunting season is that? That's the one I want to go to. <laughs> well, we've already checked that one off the list. That's, uh, that's duck hunting. Oh, damn. Yeah, I, uh, I carried one with me uh, for 20, uh, 24 hours from uh, Nashville to Denver, uh, Colorado. So, so gross. Sat on him. He was so flat because my, my fat Dr. Pepper-infused butt uh-huh. uh, crushed him silly in the zero-gravity seats. Between, was he between your skin and your pant leg, or was he— No, he was right, right, right on my old buttocks, and I was sat on him the whole way, so he no, never but, had a chance to bite me. But was he between your, your pant leg and the seat, or in, like, against no, your skin? No, uh, against my—I sat on him. He uh, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we were— getting a little too graphic for my taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a family show. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was when I saw when uh, when Phil was at Nissan and he took me out and I w- watched ticks fall on his hat and I went, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with that because it is the backcountry of Tennessee, especially around. Well, uh, wait, wait, wait you, you watch them fall. How big are they? They're ticks. I, I'm not They're familiar. I don't. Size. I don't hang around with ticks. What do well, you want to tell you? It, do you care what size they, it is if it's on you? Big or smaller than my pinky fingernail? Well, if they're as big as your pinky fingernail. They're engorged with blood, and you've got some horrible disease. So, <laughs> oh god! I'm just telling you, I love Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I love Nashville. I love my Nashville hot chicken. I love Broadway. I, I did love not hear an invitation to our uh, good friend, Mr. Lightning. Yeah, why would I invite you? You you think ticks are icky? But I would totally go and <laughs> deal with them. I would just get a walk around a hazmat suit. I just don't like that they fall from the sky. I'm like, I get that they're on the ground, and I'm just I'm going to be careful and check myself. I don't want them falling from the skies. They're in the leaves. Is that the deal? I don't know. They just fall out of the trees. Well, on Brent, you. can you stop it? Yeah, they're in the trees, and they. I mean, it's not very common, but they are in trees, and they can drop on you out of a tree, kind of like a spider would. But uh, it's uh, not yeah, common. It's not <laughs> I saw like three of them on one trip. <laughs> like the most beautiful backcountry with like these these like slate waterfalls and a gorgeous lush green trees and, and you these, got like, bugs, river bottoms. bugs parachuting down on <laughs> yeah, your head. I'm like, what's, what's that? That's not okay. How do you guys live through that? I don't, I don't get it. I'll, I'll trade no. earthquakes for ticks from falling out of the tree any day. Not to, but, but not to disparage Nashville or, or Franklin or Tennessee because I love Tennessee. It's uh, That's a great spot. I think they weighed everything out. They said, no, we'll put up with the ticks because everything else is great. Yeah, because we have great booze and we have uh, you know Nashville hot chicken. Right. Which everybody, if you haven't had real Nashville hot chicken, either Hattie B's or Prince's, like I get, like KFC thinks they have hot chicken, and you can go to KFC and go like, I want a hot chicken sandwich. No, Dude, no, 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 disgusting! No, no, no. It's we've not been, even close. We've been talking about going through a tour down at the plant. Yeah, I did that forever. We, we, not you, we. Yeah, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So now Dude, I already handled that. Flights are mega cheap right now. We're not allowed to travel right now. Brent, <laughs> so Brent, as soon as the restrictions ease up at at at, at, at Brent, Holman's no. at, at Holman's company. Seriously, I will even pay my own ticket 
to come visit and take a tour. You I've been dying. Don't want that. Listen, as long as Nissan's been a sponsor, I legitimately am dying to see the factory. I've seen plenty of photos. What does their sponsorship have anything to do with your want to see the factory? Uh, Listen, I just think it makes it come alive for me. Like I just, I'm. I you should love, want to go to a car factory anyway because they're I awesome. Do. I do. All right. I've never been, but if I'm going to start at one, it's going to be Nissan. All right. Listen, it's springtime. Come on down. You both come. We'll go turkey hunting. We'll get some hot chicken, and Lightning will send you back with your own personalized tick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Uh, <laughs> You're a little late on that one. I was. I was a little late. Man, yes. you are slow on the uh, computer oh, yeah. buttons tonight. Well, here's the backup, just in case. There you I go. like that one better because the other one's too high fidelity Wait, for our cheesiness. So? This one is too. It's, it yeah, sounds listen to it. Listen. Yeah, no, it's too it's too like you're there. We uh, need it cheesy and you, flat. You, you prefer this one. Yeah. Okay, got yeah, it. I like that one way better. Because the hi-hat is clenched, and then he grabs the hi-hat to stop it from ringing. Right? You like well, that? Well, the fidelity is different on the recording. Okay, got it. All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, Brent. Well, you're the best. Thank you for always carving out time for us. We really appreciate it, and we'll be looking for the brand new 2021 Armada uh, as soon as it touches down in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, NissanUSA.com. And uh, we will be talking to our friend Brent sooner than later. I don't know why. But I'm just saying that in the future, we're going to talk to him again. Empire. Sounds good, gents. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right, Brent. Have a good night. Thanks. Right. Talk All soon. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. My man, Holman, it's been way too long since we've checked in on the five-star hotline. Do you mind if I uh, fire it up? Let's uh, hear what our listeners have to say. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star Lightning and Holman in the Truck Show Podcast. F***ing awesome. <laughs> so, y'all got a five-star from me after like three episodes. Love the show. Uh, episode 149, you guys were talking about some dude put, and his, some lady he knew put kerosene in his diesel. Uh, so, I was construction mechanic in the Navy. While I was in, all of our equipment ran off of jet fuel, even though it was a diesel-powered vehicle. Whether it be a Humvee or an excavator, it ran off jet fuel. The only difference between a jet-fueled military-spec vehicle and a diesel F-250 you'd find on the open market is everything is coated with basically a friction-reducing coating. Other than that, it's all the exact same. Same pump, same injectors, just coated. The reason you can run kerosene with some two-stroke oil or a lubricity additive of some sort, i.e. sandine, is kerosene is in between gasoline and diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is a very lightweight oil. Gasoline is more along the lines of an alcohol. Kerosene is somewhere in between. If it was... Uh, you know, if we were talking about the way you made diesel, gasoline, and kerosene, if we were talking about the numbers that you cooked it off at during refining, um, these are not the actual numbers, but if you break it down, this oil comes off at 500 degrees, that would be your diesel fuel. Then at 750 degrees, you would be making kerosene. Then at a little bit higher temperatures, say 1,000 degrees, then you'd be making gasoline. So you are different parts of the manufacturing process kind of causing similar characteristics in between the gasoline and the diesel giving you kerosene or jet fuel a little bit a little bit heavier than gasoline but not quite as 
as much of a lubricant, if you will, as diesel fuel. So if you can get your hands on kerosene, you can run it just fine as long as you add a lubricity additive of some sort uh, or have coated parts. So that's all I got. Y'all take care. That was the most informative part of this show or this podcast in at least a year. And it was so succinct. I mean, why is a guy like that listening to this crappy show? Go figure. (laughs) Hey, Chuck Show. Uh, I figured you guys might find this kind of interesting. So, um, Buddy's moving out of state, and he sold me a a 1970 D100. uh, All original, 318 MP435 with the 7 and 3 quarter rear end. Yeah, 3... Yeah, uh, sorry, eight and three quarter grand. My apologies. And um, he sold it to me for dirt cheap, like five hundred bucks. Well, I didn't have any room for it, so I actually gave it to my girlfriend. Uh, Throw a cam in there. Um, it's got an EFI setup, Holly EFI. They're a sniper system on there. They're uh, the they're bigger setup. And uh, she's just been ripping this thing all over the place and driving the crap out of it, racing all of her friends and stuff. Which it's definitely not fast. It's got the original three eighteen in there with the with a cam and some light ported heads that I just home ported. Well, uh, just give you guys the kind of the intro to it. And, um, we're actually this winter, once we get out of our, uh, our classes and stuff, we're throwing a turbo on that thing. A little, uh, home built 70 millimeter turbo, gonna throw it on E85 and, uh, see where it goes from there. But yeah, just thought you guys might find it kind of interesting. Would it have to email you guys some pictures just to, Lady driven, all original, pretty much all original, 318. Sorry, single cab, short bed, uh, swept line. Alrighty, take it easy, guys. Five stars, love your show. Was that a second awesome email filled with somebody that's way better at this than us? Yes, yes, a 70 D100. So, A, I'm jealous. It's rad because it's a Mopar, and those are just now starting to get popular. And, and, and B, the fact that he's doing everything in the garage. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turbo it. I'm going to do it in the garage. I'm going to, you know, it's just, I love that uh, it's not afraid. Okay, what's the over-under on us getting a third awesome five-star hotline voicemail? Not, not going to happen. Not even close. All right, play. You ever something a bunch or hear something a bunch and then one day you hear or see something and you just can't unhear it or unsee it and it just, it just kind of taints the, taints the thing for you? That happened today for me. Listening to the intro of episode 150. It's the same intro, but I have a question for you. What is diesel? What is diesel? What kind of vehicles run on diesel? I diesel is, but what is diesel? Is this like a new, new fancy one, or what, what kind of vehicle can you run diesel in? Anyway, keep up the good work. So I have the same beef with our intro. It's not. It's diesel with an S. But Omar, who knows nothing about uh, the trucks automotive culture or <laughs> trucks in particular, it pronounced it like diesel with a Z. Right. And it was a freebie. I didn't have to pay for the intro. And it became beloved by many. So it is I what it is. Didn't correct him. We just live with it. So uh, kudos to you for, for picking that out. For hearing it, and then I'm sorry that you now cannot ignore it. <laughs> All right, so I just got done listening to your guys' rant slash conversation, so I don't know what's going on in episode 150. Now, lightning took the sound bite that says, you're not right wrong, it's just not all the way right. <laughs> Quoting. Because that's pretty much what I feel about what you were saying. Like, 
I get what you're saying, you know, like Instagram being like a niche. But the thing is, is that LBC Lightning is you. You are the niche. Like people are going to follow LBC Lightning because they want to see your life. If they want to follow LBC Lightning's trucks only page, well, then go make an LBC Lightning trucks only page. Or if you're going to do just T-shirts, make an LBC Lightning's T-shirts. But your personal account, post what the freak you want to post on there. And people are either going to follow it because they like LBC Lightning or they're not going to follow it because they want to go watch trucks run over, you know, Mini Coopers or something like that. <laughs> so just keep it as LBC Lightning. Post pictures of trucks, post pictures of donuts, post pictures of T-shirts, post pictures of radio stations because that's you, bro. Own it. That's who you are. We will follow you because we want to follow you or we will unfollow you because we want to unfollow you. It's that simple. I don't want them to unfollow me. That's I the don't problem. Know who that was, but he was so accurate, right on. Yeah, he was. No, he's uh, yeah, yeah. Fo- follow me at at Sean P. Holman. Well, so I did have one guy that wrote in that did agree with me. He DM'd me and says, "I agree with your theory that that that, that, that Instagram like a qualifier. that Instagram is is niche, and you have to pick a lane. So when I'm scattered, there's no lane." That's what I was trying to say. You know, we were. That's what the Instagram. When you sign up to, when you follow an account, it's like you follow a guy who does overlanding. So everything is fishing and camping. It's all overlanding, right? No, that would you be follow fish- me. No, stop. You just already unproved your entire point. If you're overlanding, you're not fishing. You're overlanding. Well, but it's the truck sitting on the Outlook with a guy with a rod and reel. But there's no, the truck and it's overlanding. That's fishing. And it's fishing. No, that's fishing. Now you're basically combining – see, you've gone – here's the problem. You've backed yourself into a corner where now you're combining niche elements to make your picture, which is what you should have well, been right, doing Then in the it's first a place. bad example. Then it's overlanding and it's only pictures of trucks. My point is that – it still holds true – is that I, I feel like it's scattered. If like You have to like me. I don't even like me. Why would you like me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you why, don't get to judge what other people like. But again – Oh, God, I don't want to have this conversation all over again. I'm sorry. Okay, well, listen, thanks for Here's the deal. with Holman. Follow and... at LBC Lighting or don't. I, w- I kind of want them to. but Then I... follow at LBC Lighting. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'll do my best, guys. I'm sorry. I suck mostly. Hey, Lightning and Holman, guys. This is Greg up here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I wanted to call and read a quick email. Home of Roadside America, I hear. Oh, hey. <laughs> I got back from um, sending a letter from SEMA in for the RPM Act. So I followed SEMA to get all their updates and everything, and uh, they had the link to notify your congressman about um, the RPM Act and the protected. So I ended up getting a whole bunch of emails back, actually, which is to my surprise for the first time, and I wanted to read to you what uh, the Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey said back to me. Uh, I'll skip over a little bit. Um, but it says, thank you for contacting me about emission standards for automobiles. I appreciate hearing from you. I understand your concern on how the regulations from the EPA can negatively impact the car racing industry. In July 15, the EPA published a proposed rule that included a provision to prohibit individuals from removing or altering emission control technology on certified motor vehicles. This provision would have effectively outlawed vehicles that are converted for racing events and motorsports. It may interest you that the EPA finalized the rule in 16 of October, uh, October 2016, sorry, without the language affecting competition vehicles. So specific to your concerns, 
um, a senator from North Carolina introduced the Recognizing the Protection of Motorsport, the RPM Act, on October 16, 2019. Among its provisions, this measure would allow the individuals to alter emission controls solely competition use. Moreover, this legislation removed competition vehicles from the definition of motor vehicle, the Clean Air Act. Currently pending, which we know, and I'll skip ahead a little bit, so thank you again for uh, oh, wait, while I am not a member of this committee, please be assured that I'll keep your thoughts in mind should this measure come before the full Senate for consideration. Thank you again for your correspondence. Do not hesitate to contact me in the future. I just thought you would uh, like to hear the email I got back and um, see that, to know that across the map we're, we're fighting for our, our motorsports too. So stay well, guys. You guys are awesome. I just got the new episode today. I got to listen to it yet. So have a good one. Have a safe holiday, and uh, keep those episodes coming, guys. Thanks. Bye. Well, how so, about uh, Senator Pat Toomey? That's awesome. Yeah, and, and first off, thank you for writing, and thank you for the update. We appreciate that. It's hard to keep up on everything that's happening on the RPM Act. Sure. Holman, can we, can we – I feel like we owe some people an explanation as to what the RPM Act is supposed to do. And um, Well, long, long story short, the EPA was trying to introduce legislation, but it was very broad, and the fact that anybody who bought a factory vehicle and converted it to a race car would be in violation of the EPA clean air guidelines and would make you, I guess, a felon mm-hmm. uh, for – for racing your vehicle, if it was never to see the light of day on the roadway, competition only, you would still be, I guess, a felon uh, by removing that equipment and putting a race engine in there and stuff. So um, there's been senators who are obviously pro motorsports, SEMA, again, pro motorsports, who have uh, attempted to introduce legislation that would make exemptions for the motorsports community. So again, those of you guys who have vehicles on the road, you still have to abide by those rules. But those who have a real certified off-road use only race car would be able to continue to uh, enjoy that hobby, that sport with uh, any vehicle that came from the factory with a VIN, a, a VIN and uh, original, uh, originally with emissions. Uh, right now, there's no way to convert it. There's If it was given a VIN that was certified and there was equipment that came on it, if you, you there's no way to take it off the books, meaning once it was given a VIN, it will always have that VIN, and there will always be emission certification. Yeah, there'll be some if it, associated if, with that VIN. If there was enforcement action, you could find yourself in a lot of trouble. So that was the issue that a lot of these, uh, you know, that, that people are facing. All the racers are like, "Hey, what if I don't want to have a VIN on my vehicle anymore? What if I want to take it?" Strip it down. Well, but I think tubular you frame, still, whatever you're going to yeah, do, but like, you still want a VIN because you still have to insure it and things like that, and you still have to have it serialized. But so. that's the thing: is the government yeah. doesn't have any mechanism right. to take a vehicle that had a VIN and then say, okay, this vehicle can no longer be, you know, uh, uh, be on the road or cannot be on the road, and it's got this emissions equipment or not. They're just blanket. They're just if it had a VIN and it had emissions, you're not allowed to touch it. End of story. And so the RPM Act is this movement to say, okay, we yeah, need we, – we, we are going to give you guys who are hobbyists in the automotive world a way to um, have a loophole or a mechanism so that you can still enjoy your hobby and have those new vehicles. Because it's no different than saying like, um, you know, let's say you're a, a gun owner and all of a sudden the gun that was legal yesterday is now outlawed and now you're a felon but you haven't done anything, right? I mean it's the same thing. So what we should do, because neither you or I are experts, we should have someone on who can speak to the RPM Act. I sure wish we knew somebody from SEMA. We know a lot of people from oh, SEMA. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, and we what we should do is we get should an do an attorney. RPM Act uh, update. Yeah, because I will tell you right now, if we don't fight for the RPM Act, racing legitimately can and may go away in our lifetime.
I think that's probably a fair statement. It's li- and I'm not I'm not uh, what do you call it an alarmist. I am fearful as a person in this industry that it can happen if we don't fight for it. Thanks, Greg, for uh, leaving a voicemail on the Five Star Hotline and uh, reading uh, the letter you got. It's great to see that legislators are aware of it and uh, things are happening. But uh, Lightning and I will work to uh, get somebody with more knowledge on to talk about an update and where that statute stands. So if you want to call us, you can do it 24 hours a day. The Five Star Hotline, 657-205-6105. That's 657-205-6105. Call us, why don't you? The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at LBC Lightning, where you will find a highly curated niche uh, <laughs> Or you will, you, of, you will uh, find scatterbrain content. No, no, that's at Sean P. Holman, where you will see uh, nonstop uh, radness uh, filled with uh, liquor, mm-hmm. cigars, food, cars, trucks, 4x4s, off-roading, and uh, adventure. You know, oh, Or you can just listen to the show at Truck Show Podcast. I mean, my stuff is uh, its so all over the place. Did you see the bee that I posted? I did see the bee that you posted, and you even did like a bee boomerang. I didn't do a boomerang or a TikTok. It was like the bee like buzzed and then reset. Like, no, that was like le- a video with like two seconds. No, long. no, that was legitimate like long form video. That was a fifteen second clip of the bee on his own, and he would oh, flutter I, his wings. I and it-, it was too long for me. I couldn't stay. <laughs> I actually unfollowed you after that. Oh, you douche! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen. Uh, you can follow us or or not, as our listeners choose or not choose to do. But what you should do, uh, in either case, send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you're looking for a Truck Show Podcast uh, shirt or one of two mugs, head on over to uh, (laughs) store.motortrend.com and search for Truck Show Podcast, where you too can uh, be the owner of select uh, Truck Show Podcast merchandise. You you think that they would have given us a sample to show us? They were supposed to. Yeah, Yeah, no, never did. And then the guy that was in charge of that left the company. (laughs) <laughs> so are they still making them? Do we still have access to them? Yeah, can I, our I, listeners no, still buy them? The listeners can still buy They're still on the website. Okay, so yeah. store.motortrend.com, and then in the search bar, Truck Show Podcast. Or Dirt Every Day, or Roadkill, Finnegan, or, or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever I, I still, I'm still a little bit bent from that whole thing, because just for fun, right? Like, you go to, I'm going to do this right now. I'm on store.motortrend.com, and I'm searching for Truck Show Podcast, and on... Our page, you can get a Mike Finnegan stuff, <laughs> eleven ounce mug. Oh no, okay. You can get a tumbler, uh huh, or a Truck Show Podcast laser etched stainless steel coffee mug, or a Truck Show Podcast T-shirt. So we have four items, okay, four uh, items uh, that are available. That's pretty cool. All right, so if I go into, um, oh, let's just do roadkill. How about roadkill? Sure. Or do you want to do dirt every day? Dirt every day. All right. Let, let's type in uh, dirt every day here. Now, when I go to Dirt Every Day's page on store.motortrend.com, uh-huh. can I buy a uh, a little pink furry stuffed animal to uh, uh, show my uh, support for their uh, uh, hidden character on the show? Uh, well, I'm looking at it right now. We have four items for sale. Uh, they have uh, looks like about fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen they, they or have, sixteen. They have, they have two pages. Yeah, T-shirts and mugs and also I'm just going to do Roadkill just for fun. Roadkill has 18 pages of merchandise. <laughs> okay, well, clearly uh, you can see our the hierarchy of <laughs> yeah. the, uh, how much we uh, the company values our podcast. So please, uh, if you want us to have more merchandise and uh, have us more valued by the Motor Trend Group, uh, please make sure you listen, share with your friends. 
Download wherever you hear your podcast, and also head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. Yeah, you guys have been uh, a little light on the five star reviews. Look, I have friends that I'm I'm kind of hurt that you guys haven't left five star reviews. Do and you I, think and they're I, really friends, or should you disown them? Before no, the holidays? these are these are real friends. Yeah. These are real friends. You might want to rethink that. It's possible that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, listen, if you can, uh, we, we really, really do appreciate it. I don't want to grovel for five-star review. No, I do. No, we're not, no, not groveling. We're just we're asking. Not, we're asking. We, we earned. I'm firmly asking for a five-star review. Strongly. I'm strongly, strongly suggesting. Strongly suggesting that you and do we, it. And if you leave a five-star review along with a comment, we will read it on the air. There are a lot of funny ones. We'll get to it next episode, I think, or maybe the one after. We'll read some five-star reviews. The other thing we keep promising that we haven't gotten to because we've been oh, so know busy. Your notes. Know your notes. So send us some know your notes. You can either do it via truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Just send us a voice file. You can record it with your phone. You can leave us. That's your exhaust note, by the way. Yeah. So you go then, up to your exhaust and uh, have someone record. rev it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And well, then we are going to try and guess what that is. And I know we've got a bunch in the queue, but we don't have enough for a We're about 50-50. You know, yeah. some we can guess, some we some yeah. we haven't. But the, you have to. I mean, I'm like 70, ma- Make sure. You've done 30? pretty good. Yeah, I've guessed a few. 30-30. You, I guessed a couple that you didn't think I could guess. So you that did. was interesting. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that you guys do need to tell us what it is. So after you leave yeah. the voice file, leave a little bit, maybe like a five or ten second gap yeah. of you know just blank audio, and then say, hey guys, here's what or the vehicle was. Or send us was. two emails. Send one with the uh, files and then... Whatever floats with. your boat, just make sure that we can we, you tell us what it is at some point. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that was uh, pretty good as far as shows that involve us go. So uh, congrats on episode 153. You know, it's amazing that you look back at this history of uh, Truck Truck Podcast shows, and yeah. a Nissan has been with us the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. So how can they make such amazing cars and trucks, yeah. but then have like such a lapse in judgment when it comes to podcasting? Uh, we have wooed them with our passion, mm-hmm. our expertise, our professionalism, uh-huh. and our overall enthusiasm for the brand. Uh, head on over to your local Nissan dealer if you're interested in uh, a new uh, car or truck, especially the Titan, Titan XT, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, and of course, the Nissan Frontier, Nissan NV line of vans, and... Our 2021 Nissan Armada, which will be available uh, next month in January. Are we going out to dinner on that afterwards? Sure. Okay. Uh, we don't even have to build in price. We have one out there, but if you don't have access to one in uh, in your parking lot outside your studio, then mm-hmm. you should head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build in price and see uh, what options you'd select on your personal Armada. They are going to get the Midnight Edition because it's got the fully blacked out interior and black headliner. And if you know anything or two about the uh, cars or trucks, uh-huh. you know that the black headliner always comes with the badass version and not with like the medium or lower tiers is that why the uh, deck system is all black it might have something to do with it i think that they mold in that black color because it is sinister and awesome i'll go with that sure (laughs) (laughs) did you know that even the drawers are black the inside of the drawers as well have you been inside the drawers to look (laughs) i may have opened them (laughs) okay that's where i store my sandwiches you store all (laughs) really sandwiches (laughs) chili dogs uh-huh. I'm hungry. Can you tell? Yes, I can tell. <laughs> anyway, so if you guys need a phenomenal storage solution, whether you're storing your chili dogs, your your sandwiches, or, or sand. maybe your to- <laughs> sand or tools. Time you, I know I said sand. You put sand on top of a deck system. I don't I don't know. Why? Why? Because it gets late and we get punchy. <laughs> we, well, yeah, it's both. All right, listen. You put punch in your you deck guys drawers? Are, you're storing your tools and you hate the contraption that's back there now because it's crap. Upgrade. You mean the bed of the truck? No, I'm saying that your solution. 
They're, they're, oh, because you have bungee cords around everything. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. they like stretch around corners yeah, and they, slam into the side of the first bed. First off, they got the clear container of bungee cords at Harbor Freight because it was like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, and they right? have all the different sizes and, and they use the, they use the fifty percent coupon. So now yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. now now Harbor and Freight has to the, pay them to take them. Then all so the cheap. hooks straighten out and then they go flying outside of the bed. Yeah, yeah, just solve all that. Just get a deck system. Decked.com. All right. Well, uh, like I said last episode, uh, nothing that can slow down the show that is the Truck Show podcast. Except maybe a set of brake rotors from uh, Duralast. <laughs> that was creative. I'm proud of that. That's why I'm using it again this week. Okay. All right, head over to uh, DuralastParts.com if you want to check out Duralast Direct OE Replacement Rotors that are designed for smooth, quiet stopping power or step up to the Duralast Gold Rotors, which feature Z-clad zinc coating that provide rust protection and long life and eliminate pre-installation cleaning withstanding salt spray for up to 120 hours without rust. And you know they have the uh, the highest carbon formulation in the aftermarket for superior heat dissipation and improved lifespan of rotors and the pads. And uh, new updates this year, non-directional finish and 100% machine balanced rotors. Again, you can go to DuralastParts.com or into your local AutoZone. And that will do it for episode 153. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. What? It just occurs to me that we didn't wish anyone a Merry Christmas. Oh, is that this episode? Yes. Oh, we should do that. All right, I uh, I I wish you mm-hmm. and your family and all of our podcast listeners a merry merry Christmas. Yeah, I wish you a merry Christmas and your family and all of our listeners. Well, uh, I want to let our listeners know that I have tried to pull some favors and I reached out to Santa Claus and I said if you can identify all of our Chuck Show podcast listeners who are nice, you've got some mad juice uh, by the uh, way. That's right. I said uh, please bestow each of their Christmas trees with a brand new 2021 Nissan Titan with a deck system in the back. Filled to the brim with Duralast parts. I like that. Oh, and for those of you that are on Santa's naughty list, may a troop of tiny elves sneak into your toolbox and hide all of your 10 millimeter sockets. Dang, that's worse than a lump of coal. (laughs) (laughs) The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like to open the show, leave a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 